Let's go. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Third and three in the house. You know what's up. Wednesday night, getting you ready for all the action. And here we are, live back in action after the Week 10 gym. We move on and blend in to Week 11 as we had another crazy, chaotic, confusing, controversial, crafty, yet careless, confrontational, combustible, comical concoction of games over the weekend. It was crazy. And here to talk about that and all things coming up, starting with tomorrow night's game, Thursday Night Football, the 6-4 and four Patriots visit the 4-5 and five Atlanta Falcons. It's the 3rd and 3 podcast with Tricky Nicky Gist, the real deal, Damian Adams, and myself, the sports prophet, Jason Fearman. This show is proudly brought to you by the Sports Column and presented by the 3rd and 3 podcast website, baby. Get on over to 3rd and 3 podcastcom to check out all the latest articles, weekly picks, freaky fantasy football draft, and a hell of a lot more. So let's get the team in here. May I present to you the master of reality TV and the queen of your football fatality as she knocked me out of first place this week, damn it. What's up, Nikki? I did. Yeah. What's up? The reigning queen. Okay. No, I'm good. (laughs) Ready to go. I'm glad I took you down because you really came at me last week, so... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah I, that's true i did yeah we had we had our argument back and forth you know it's like all right yeah. i'm gonna put it on right now damn matthew yeah. staff didn't even have a freaking good game the rams sucked it up and still got you enough points yeah tyler Higby getting in the end zone i'm like get the hell out of here already now you killed yeah. me even though debo samuel went off but totally destroyed me anyway it is what it is it's all good and now i give you a man who's wise way beyond his years and witty as well and the youngest head coach in podcast football history, the real deal, Damian Adams. What's happening? I'm doing good, man. Another Wednesday night, another happy and eventful night as always. Just ready to get into this football talk with the two best podcasters I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, all right, baby. That's right. Give up the love, third and three. You know what's up. <laughs> yep. We had that big taunting debate last week. So I wanted to say that taunting doesn't lead to fights. Huh? Well, how about the Seahawks and the Packers with DK Metcalf and company over the weekend? I told you, you could lead the fight, so watch out. Watch out. <laughs> so I don't That's know more. DK debate. Metcalf. Oh, Me man. DK Metcalf. <laughs> Jeez. Stuff that's happened. Anyway, third and three, ready to go, ready to rock. Here we are, third and three podcast, as always, every Wednesday night, getting you ready for all the NFL action and more. And we got to start in neighborhood news, guys, with Cam Newton, back with the Panthers, scoring touchdowns. He was signed 15 minutes before the freaking game, and there he is putting up points in the red zone, D. I I was blown away. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and it was a great moment. I love he took off the helmet, screaming, I'm back. It was totally worth the penalty at the time. (laughs) Why was that a penalty? It shouldn't be. He was taunting. We're not even five minutes in. (laughs) but no i I loved it i love seeing him back and you could tell he's fresh that run where he ran to the end zone he broke two tackles great stiff arm getting in uh and i loved it and hopefully he starts this week as well like having a full week to you know get a game plan underneath him i think that the panthers might be a little dangerous there they might be a team that we have to worry about coming up from the bottom of the nfc 
Yep, yep. If you can even do half as better as my man Sam Darnold was doing, then I think they may have something over there with that defense of McCaffrey, DJ Moore. Nikki, Cam Newton back in action, and he's going to play against his former coach, Ron Rivera, this weekend that we'll talk about. How about that for freaking, uh, you know, news story lines in the NFL? Amazing how that works out. I know. Well, uh, listen, I'm excited for it because um, I did pick him for comeback player last year, but maybe I'm just going to roll that into this year if you guys are okay with it. (laughs) All right. All right. We can do that. We can do that. We're allowed to do whatever the hell we want on this show. Yeah. We make up our own rules. I'll actually like that. I think comeback player of the year right now is probably going to be thinking now it's probably Dak Prescott so far. Uh, But if Cam comes in and leads. Carolina to the playoffs, he could definitely, you know, come in and make some noise for that coming play of the year award. But, what's it, but here's the thing. Let me just say, let me just, but Dallas was expected to be good, right? Everybody was like, Dallas going to win the Super Bowl. They're expected to be good. I understand Dak was coming back from an injury, but if Cam went from being cut by the Patriots, right? not being vaccinated, whatever the whole downfall ended up being, to then come to Carolina and say, I think they're they're heating up a little bit. If they go on a roll, uh, I think he has a case over Dak. Because who expected any of that out of Carolina? No, that's a good case. You make a good case right there. Uh, with, uh, Nate, Dak, I did. <laughs> <laughs> with Dak, you just have to, like, because he's having a great year. Dallas was 7-2 right now. Yeah. So you have to look at them in like a way like, dang, Dak, you can see the difference that Dak makes. And of course, that defense being halfway decent this year makes a yeah. huge difference for them. But Dak being back, you can see like the total difference he makes for that team. Uh, yeah, uh, without a doubt. I mean, he's, you know, up there for even, you know, MVP runnings and stuff like that. We'll see how they do it. Like you said, this seven and two. They got more action coming up. We're going to talk about that. They got a big game against the Chiefs this weekend. Talk about a litmus test over there. You got one. Um what sucked is we had a tie again. Fucking, why do they have a damn tie every damn year? We got to get rid of this tie shit. But the Lions and the Steelers, I don't know how you guys feel about ties, but should they change it to like a field goal shootout or a quarterback hitting targets or something like that? Because I just, I, I don't like ties. They make me sick and it screws up our records also. <laughs> no, they definitely should change it. There shouldn't be ties in professional sports. Like, what are you doing? Giving away participation trophies? Yeah, like, right. And I understand, like, I watched the overtime and nobody wanted to win that game. No. <laughs> like, no. nobody, they did everything they could to, to, to lose that game. Yeah, they did everything they could to lose that game. But I feel like if there's a tie, the people who went to the game should get their money back. Because yes. you go to the game to, to get a see a winner, see a loser, see some great play, a tie refund should be issued out. And if that's yes. the rule, you're gonna stop having ties. So right. I think that's that's what needs to happen. Refunds like need that. to be issued out on ties. And if there is a tie, mm-hmm. then you won't see any more ties because NFL is not trying to give any money back. Yeah, no, no, they're definitely not. They want you to wear a tie to the press conference, but ties uh in football games, Nikki, I'm really not sure about that. I hate it. I really don't. I, I would love it if they did something else. I don't want them to do the college thing. I mean, that would make me sick to death. I, I won't be able to stand that. But something else. I don't know how you feel. Are you cool with the ties? No, I hate ties. I hate when you guys tie on knowledge with Nikki and I didn't come up with a tie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying. I don't know. It's do so something. Hard. All right. So it's like, what's the solution? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Then kick a field goal. Go two more minutes or something. Do a two minute, two minute offense. Like something. 
you want to make football, the foot relevant again, then go have a kickoff or something like that. Cause they pretty much suck anyway. So it'll end in like 35 seconds. So we'll be all good with that. And so we'll see. Maybe they will change the rules someday. That'd be great. No more freaking ties. Get them out. I think hockey did that like 10 years ago, but still nobody watches that shit. Anyway, Robert Woods out for the season. And it's almost like divine intervention. They picked up OBJ. He had like three catches from a 49 beat fucking shit out of the Rams on Monday night, baby. I loved it. But Nikki, let me ask you this. Robert was a big part of that offense. I mean, he was a big time blocking receiver. He would take end arounds, you know, get you those third and fives, third and sevens and stuff like that. Now you bring in OBJ. He's got to learn the offense. He's not what Robert Woods is. And maybe he doesn't fit the Rams. We talked about it last week. I don't know. What do you think about the fit with him over there? I don't know. Too, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, let's give him a little bit of time, you know, before his dad starts sure. going crazy. Yeah. I was upset about Robert Woods because I had him in my in our fantasy league. Ah, of course. <sighs> I figure something else out. It's a tough replacement, but we'll we'll see. I mean, perfect timing well, for them, I guess. It, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it was divine intervention, D, that they got him, and you know, thank God they still got Van Jefferson. I don't know if they're going to play OBJ in the slot more. He's used to being, you know, the obviously a flanker or the X wide receiver. So I don't know how they're going to work him in, but I know the man has got talent. So I figure it's going to work out at some point in a week or two. Yeah, it should. It was his first game. He didn't play all the snaps. He was out there in a limited uh, fashion. So you can't really judge right now, but he definitely is going to be big without Robert Woods there. Cooper Cup is amazing this year, but he can't catch Ooh. all of that. <laughs> so yeah. you, you need somebody else to be there to take the slack off of uh, Van Jefferson, just missing, dropping balls right in his hands in the end zone. So you need you need somebody else uh, to pick up the slack. So I think OBJ will be major for the Rams, especially once he gets a hold of the playbook and is able to really get a grasp of the offense. Yeah, I think so, too. I think they maybe need a uniform change also. I'm, my mother is a Rams fan because she loved their helmets back in the day. And now every time she sees them on TV, she wants to throw up those fucking uniforms. <laughs> They really do. They're terrible. I want to end out neighborhood news before we get to applause and tomatoes with very quick power rankings. We're not going over 32 teams or even 10 teams. I just want to know who you guys think are like at the top five. Like, I really think Green Bay is probably the best team in football right now because their defense is really good and they're finding other ways to win. But you can argue Dallas, maybe they're number one. Um, Kyler Murray's been missing, obviously. They're a much different team when he's in there, guys. Um, the Rams maybe fell out a little bit. You could put the Bills in there. I don't know. The Chiefs are on the rise. But, I don't know, starting with you, Nikki, who would you think would be like maybe like one, two, three at the very least? Oh, my God. Who is one? I'm not prepared for this. I mean, I don't want to say the <laughs> no, We don't rehearse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say the Cowboys, but I do have to give them some credit. But then you think about Tennessee's really coming along there. So you yeah. got to keep them in there. I'm not too worried about the Rams. Um I think they'll I think they'll figure it out. Uh trying to think, who am I missing? I don't know. I want to put Buffalo I want to put Buffalo high, but I I'm a little iffy on Buffalo right now. I know. I hear you. It's easy to beat the Jets, but when you lose a nine six to the Jaguars, it's a whole different story. You know, and I might, depending how the next so see how this week and Thanksgiving week plays out, I mm. might even say you stick the Patriots in there. Oh, boy. All right. Now you're getting into some uncharted territory over here. Everybody's yeah, loving the Patriots good. right now. Oof, man. Do you think that Patriots belong somewhere in, like, the top five, top seven? Yeah, the way they're playing right now, like, they are demolishing people. 
Um, so like you have to look at the eye test and just see like, oh, this team is for real. And they went through some early struggles trying to, you know, navigate having a rookie quarterback. But now it looks like Mac Jones is really getting into his own groove. That defense is really getting it together. Uh, you know, Bill Belichick, once he finds what his team can do and he's really putting all the pieces together. So, yeah, the Patriots definitely are, I would say, top five in the league right now. And AFC is wide open. It can definitely be a team. They're only, what, a half game behind the Buffalo Bills right now. So it could be somebody who could really make some noise. Um, But as far as the top three teams, I would have to give Green Bay the nod as the top team. You look at they lost opening week to New Orleans, which you can kind of push away as like the opening game. And the other game they lost, Jordan Love just didn't show up at all. So when you look at that, you're like, okay, when they have their full roster there and they're pretty much good to go and that defense is looking legit. Yeah, uh, I don't think yeah. Russell Wilson shouldn't have played. We'll get into that, but oh. they, <laughs> but they look legit. So I have them at number one. Um, I'm not a, the biggest believer in the Titans. I'll get into that in my tomatoes. But as far as number two, I do. Buffalo's really, really good. Um, I think that the Jaguars game was just a weird one. It was part of the weirdest week of the year. Mm. I think it's that <laughs> swap up in a tornado of what that was. Yeah. yeah. So. I think they're starting to find their groove back now. And when you look at their stats as far as Buffalo, they have the best turnover margin in the league at plus 14. And their defense is ranked top. Their offense is near the top of the league. So when you look at that, that team is legit a contender. And they just had some games where they didn't – maybe they played down to their competition. But I think that loss to the Jaguars is probably the worst thing for the league because they woke the Bills up. So I'd have Packers, Bills, and then at three, mm, I guess I'll still go Cardinals because they were missing so many pieces against the Panthers. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so I'll go Packers, Bills, then Cardinals. All right, that's fair. Again, with uh, Kyler Murray and, you know, DeAndre Hopkins not being fully healthy, once they're all in there, I mean, we've seen how dynamic they can be and their defenses got better. Um, you know, I just, you know, I just think about Mac Jones a little bit. Like, they beat the Jets twice. They beat. Um, the Texans, they had another crappy win or whatever. Yeah, they're six and four, so give them credit. They just beat the hell out of Cleveland, and we'll get into that a little bit later. So I, I don't know. I just worry about them when they play bigger competition. We'll see. And as far as Tennessee goes, I can't wait to hear your tomatoes, man, because when they beat the Bills, that's when they got on the roll. And even without Derrick Henry for a couple of games, they're still winning because that defense is showing up. So, Nikki, I like how you mentioned then somewhere, you know, the top three, top five or whatever it is. I would probably tend to agree with you. Got to put some respect on that 7-2 record at the top of the AFC. No doubt. Yeah, you do. All right. So, I won't get into that. yeah. I mean, look, they're still doing their thing. You know, it's making sense. And, you know, get Julio Jones back and, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, Mike Rabel's doing a really good job. But uh, let's get into Nikki's favorite segment. Applause and tomatoes. The tomatoes are being yeah. thrown. Watch out, baby. Here it comes. What do we got? All right. I know I've ranted about this before, but it's really just pissing me off. So I'm like, yeah. you know, driving around my neighborhood and you're coming home and you're like running your errands or whatever. I literally, there's a house that has the jack-o'-lantern and the orange lights and oh. the Halloween decoration. There's a house with the turkey, all right, and moms and that. Yeah. Then there's the house with the Christmas decorations. Like I no, we need to have some clarity. There needs to be like dates. You know how you get like pickup dates for like debris pickup in your town or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or pickup. No, this is what we need this week by November 1st. Your Halloween decorations come down. 
then Thanksgiving. And don't be putting the Christmas decorations up like November 4th. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's confusing. It looks ridiculous. It is ugly. It's an eyesore. So it bothers me. It really irks me. I don't think we should be... Thanksgiving, one do your Christmas decorations, fine. But like prior to that, can we just have like the pumpkins and the mums and like enjoy fall? So I hate it. And I think there really needs to be some, I hate rules, but we need to have some dates and some clarity because it looks crazy. They literally have the jack-o'-lantern up and then the big turkey on the other house and the Christmas wreaths on the other side. <laughs> it's getting people really confusing if they don't have a freaking calendar or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah you're not from here. You're just like, Whoa. Where am I? Like, what am I doing? What is this neighborhood? Like, yeah, I ended up in the freaking twilight zone all of a sudden. First of all, Thanksgiving decorations. I don't even know what the fuck that is. What are you going to do? You're going to put a turkey on your right? Like, that's ridiculous. They shouldn't even have that anyway. Like, I don't know what you do for giant, that. Like, you know, like, you know, you see the inflatable snowman. It's a giant inflatable turkey down the street. I would pop. I would get out of my car. I would take a pair of scissors and pop that motherfucker right out. That's it. It's tempting because it's it's like it's ugly, so it's very tempting, and it just has yeah. like the big like feathers and yeah, no. Yeah, that, I'm not down with that. I'm cool with Halloween, and but I definitely now Halloween, but now the Jacqueline. No, now, no, yeah, I hear you. I'd rather have the Christmas stuff now. I mean, that's. That's what makes, well, hopefully people happy and everything. D, I don't know how you feel about that, but I'm with Nikki, man. Going into confusing town over there with all these weird-ass decorations, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. That's how you tell Nikki lives in a good neighborhood. Thanksgiving yeah. decorations? Pretty <laughs> 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 cool, right? <laughs> That's crazy. I've never seen that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday now. Like, my wife's family is really big on Thanksgiving. Like, the whole family all comes right. down. And it's so many people, so much love, so much good food. Uh, so Thanksgiving and plus it's football all day. So Thanksgiving yeah. is my favorite holiday. But yes. I never thought to like do Thanksgiving decorations. So I've never, that is, never came across yeah. my mind. So that's crazy to me. Uh, so I don't mind Christmas decorations right now. It's November 17th. Yeah, I don't mind doing it for more than a month. So I don't mind Christmas decorations. But yeah, Halloween decorations should be taken down like as soon as like November 5th. Like this, that should be like the cutoff yeah. date for having your this Halloween. Decorations. I agree. And uh, yeah. also for Officially cut off yeah, and people who do Christmas decorations, I would say like January by January, like ninth or tenth, they should be down. Because I've seen people like February fourteenth is still up, and yes. it happens to be red. So like, oh, it's Valentine's Day. No, this is Christmas decorations. <laughs> so like, so yeah, you definitely they should have a set date to get your decorations. I'm not a big like decorating house person because I don't want to take them down. I don't want to do the the work That's of putting them up and taking them back down. So I'm gonna enjoy everybody else's decorations, but you should have time when you take it down. I take my Christmas decorations down December 26th. Oh, you gotta wow. be kidding, really? No shit. It's gone. Okay. Huh? And it's no, my mom's in my mom's in the chat. My mom comes and she she's gonna come this weekend. She decorates my house and my tree because I'm like the I hate it. It's such a production. Like I don't like put them up, take them down. And then December 26th, I'm over it, take it down, start fresh. <laughs> well, aren't you the festive one, Nick? You know, Thank I, you for I, that. Yeah, Excellent. <laughs> Bringing the new year clean. I get it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mom weighing in over there. If it's a bit warmer in November, just don't put the lights up till after. Well, it's freaking warm in Florida over here all the time. So you can imagine the weirdness that it looks like with the freaking Christmas lights going on. So that's a hot mess over here. Yep. Whole different story. D, let's get your tomatoes, man. So I'm throwing my tomatoes at the referees for the Tennessee versus New Orleans game. 
So I don't know if you oh, guys I saw the play. Know. It was yeah. the second quarter. Tennessee's driving there in the red zone. It's third down. Tannehill goes out to the left. He's rolling out, and he throws a floater. Intercepted by Marcus yeah. Williams. I'm going crazy. We're going to stop them from getting not only seven points, but even three points because they're in the red zone. And then there's a flag thrown. I'm like, oh, man, what happened? So they call roughing the passer for contact to the head. Not a late yeah. hit. Not for an excessive force. For contact to the head. You watch the replay. The linebacker doesn't get close to hitting Tannehill in the head. Hands were up. No, hands were up. Yeah. Put, he like pushes them in the back. And it's not late. It was right as the ball was being thrown. He pushes them in the back, pushes them down. Clear, legal play. But it's not a reviewable play. They throw the horrible flag. So not only do you take away interception, you give the ball back to Tennessee. You give them a new set of downs and give them yardage towards the end zone. So, of course, after that, they score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So you basically gifted them seven points when they shouldn't have no points and the Saints should have a chance to score before halftime. We lost by two. That's yeah. the difference in the game. Now, the Saints had miscues. The big play was a fumble that we had to start the second half, which gave them great field position for another touchdown, and our kicker missed two extra points. We lost by two points. Yeah. But that play right there changes everything because you're you're basically – we took away their chance to score and you gave it back to them and gave them yards to help them get closer. So there has to be someone to get that right. There has to be a common sense referee. This is my proposal. You have referees in New York watching every game, one referee assigned to each game. And if a play like that happens where it's clearly wrong, as soon as the replay was shown, everybody, even Tennessee fans are like, Oh my God, that's you know a horrible call. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as that happens, the common sense referee says, yo, this is wrong. And then plus it changes the whole just momentum of the game in this play because you're taking away interception. Change the call. Common sense has to take over at some point. Mm. And because of that play, I believe the Saints lost the game. You look at all the stats, the Saints outplayed Tennessee. They did. But our miscues combined with that call cost us that game. So I think that there has to be a referee in New York to say, yo, this is wrong. This is egregious. Change it back. And let's continue. You can't just have calls like this because the rules say you can't review it. Be wrong. Like it's yeah. We have too much technology for that. And we look at the replay, and it's clearly wrong. You like the referee can see it too on the screen. Like, oh, I messed up. He didn't hit him in the head at all. Change it. Make sure. It's error, man. Yeah. So yeah, Human I, I got the tomatoes and referees on that one. Yeah, I get you. And Mike, Mikey Patton knew that you were going to be going crazy over this one right there. He's saying in the chat that uh, Damien got to be a referee next Halloween, but then nah, he might hate on himself a little bit. So <laughs> Mike's funny, man, bringing that in. I love it. I love it. Excellent. Oh, beautiful. Well, I hear you, man. Look, especially when it's your team, it really freaking gets at you. We see it a lot. You know, every week there's always a bad call, but when it comes against you and you're about to win a game or stop them in the red zone, like you said, yeah, that'll piss me the hell off. I'm with you. So let me get into my tomatoes while you piss me off with that a little bit. I get, you know, I got to tell you, man, look, group chats are cool and everything, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is. But here's what I fucking can't stand when they don't stop sending messages for hours and hours and my phone is going off like crazy. I, I mean, I know I can, I can mute it, I can leave the conversation, but then I feel bad. Like I'm like, oh, 
Jason left, you know, he doesn't give a shit about us, whatever. It's like, no, I give a shit, but fucking go do something else with your life for a little while, man. I mean, damn, I mean, this shit's going on for hours. Stop with this group message stuff. And then I feel like, oh, I need to respond somehow, some way. So I got to put a little thing in there. And then I'm getting feedback from my shit. I'm like, oh, my God, I should have just shut my freaking mouth to begin with. But that just drives me crazy, Nikki, on group chats. They're convenient. They're great for good reasons. But when it's overused like that and your phone is going off and buzzing and ringing every two seconds, damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I um, uh, was like for my job, like we're in so many group texts because we have so many different projects going on and so many different crews. And you're like with this one and this one and this one and this company and these people. And yeah. honestly, like. I, we joked off air how many unread text messages that I had, but it's because it's like a million group chats and like half the stuff that I don't need to know. And you just like, it'll just go on and on and on. And I'm like, I don't even, I'm scrolling. Like, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. So I, or you just get randomly put in one that ever happened to you. And you're like, yes. it's just like a word. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. I didn't ask for this. Why am I in this? Like, <laughs> I mean, I've literally somebody on Twitter in a group message said, Oh, it seems like I can get in here. I guess I'll, I'll send my messages out every day. And literally, like, there's every 15 minutes is something from this guy. I don't want to say his name, but I'm like, are you kidding me already? What Are you 14 years old and you took off from school for a week and fake pneumonia or some shit like that just so you can piss everybody else off in the entire world? I don't know. The, that stuff drives me crazy. Again, they're convenient, but overused. Stop. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I'm in a few group chats. So I definitely get how it can get like overwhelming. Like I'm in one with guys who I used to work with in San Diego or in the fantasy football league. So it's just constantly them talking trash. So sometimes I'll right. just mute it, especially like during games and stuff. I'll mute it so I can watch the game, take notes, stuff like that. And then I'll come back to it. And they're like, why didn't you respond? They were talking trash about your saints. And I'm like, right, I right. <laughs> like, oh, I missed it. Sorry. But like I it's something that it's cool like it is useful especially like for group projects stuff like that but yeah it could get annoying if if people are abusing and constantly just hitting the group chat i'm like if it's important somebody would hit me directly so it's fine yeah no doubt right yeah exactly yeah you know, that's what i would say like if i don't recognize a phone number on the phone i'm like you know what if it's important to leave me a message if not fuck off that's it all good <laughs> problem you know, so that, that's voice important. Now. Oh, yeah. just text me i'll call you back don't leave me a voicemail right. my voicemail probably full <laughs> yeah, right. I check my voicemail. I check my voicemail the day I had like twenty nine messages. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What? Who's leaving me voicemails?" And most of right. them was people who didn't hang up in time. And yeah. just, like, just <laughs> oh, then you get all those telemarketing calls and everything like that. I can help with your student loans. We're taking off fifty percent this year. Oh, what is that? That and I'm like approved for a bazillion dollar loan. I got a free vacation. Right. I got all these things. I'm like, oh. Okay. First, I you just want to let pay back. It's free money. You don't have to pay this billion dollar loan back. Right. Okay. First of all, and I told them like, I'm not paying it like 35% or something on that loan. Yeah, interest rate. <laughs> I'm just not paying it back. I'm like, whatever. Fuck you guys. You know what? I got my <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. It's like you go to the dentist or something like that. They give you a cleaning. You walk out. You forget to pay. You're all good. Anyway. All right. So there's Tim. <laughs> Uh, let me give my applause. I'm going to football over here. Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator. We were talking about the Green Bay Packers. He's done an amazing job revamping this defense, really, since kind of like the beginning of the season. The last five games they've played, they've allowed 14 points to Chicago, 10 to Washington, 21 to the you know Cardinals, who had the high-powered offense at that time. They beat them on the Thursday night game. 
13 points to the Chiefs, okay, where they blew up last week. We'll talk about it over those Fugazi Raiders. And then Sunday, shutting out Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. I can understand that, whether a fact that Russell Wilson's not altogether yet, but I got to give it up to Joe Barry and the, and the defense for Green Day. That is, again, what I think is going to propel them forward. They get Aaron Jones back in a couple of weeks, let A.J. Dillon do his thing, keep the guys healthy on offense. They're rolling. That's why I like them at number one, Ding. Yeah, no, that defense was fantastic. Now, again, I don't believe Russell Wilson should have been playing, but Geno wouldn't have did much better, I don't believe, against that defense. Uh, They are legit. Even the Kansas City game, holding Kansas City 13 points, if they had Aaron Rodgers, they would have won that game by probably three touchdowns. Yeah. So, like, that defense is very, very legit. And that this year is the people who have their doubts about Aaron Rodgers when they talk about Aaron Rodgers not coming to big moments. This will be the year. If they don't win it all this year and he doesn't come through in the playoffs, you can't blame the defense like you have been able to do most years. Mm-hmm. This could be the year you can point at Aaron Rodgers and say, maybe those heart pills aren't working. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're even going to get healthier on defense. They'll be getting a few guys back soon. Hey, you know what? Mike, Mike uh, Patton wanted to come in. His applause goes to, and I'm with you, baby, D'Amico Ryan's having the Rams offense, giving the Rams offense to blues, just blowing them out. So had to throw that in there again. That was such a great – I did not expect that to happen on Monday Night Football. That was awesome. So no. I would include that in my uh, applause over there. But what do you got, deep for this week? So my applause, I'm going to go basketball – Give my applause to Steph Curry. Oh, yeah. My God. Like, it's, it's so crazy how good this dude is at yep. shooting the basketball. Uh, we've already given him the title of greatest shooter of all time. I don't know how you can go even higher than that, <laughs> but there has to be there has to be another level of compliments we can give him because the fact that he's now 33 and still able to do what he does, 33 isn't old at all, but and he's about to be 34 soon. But now we're getting into territory where he's the oldest guy to do certain things. Like a few yeah. weeks ago, he was the oldest guy to have 50 points and 10 assists in the game. And he looks like he's not slowing down at all. Like he's going to be this good for a few more years. And it's remarkable, man. So I just want to give Steph Curry a shout out for being this good, having the Warriors looking like the best team in the NBA. Right. I was so shocked last night watching that game against the Nets where they're just destroying them. And I, I was so ready for this game, so pumped up to see a good one. And in the second half, they just pulled away because Steph is phenomenal. So shout yep. out to Steph Curry, man, because he is propelling himself to the point where if he continues to do this, we got to talk about Steph Curry in the GOAT conversation one day. Like he's doing, he's doing things that we haven't seen before, and he's definitely changed the game. Oh man, he better be unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. When he's oh, for sure, he's already he's already got that. Yeah. Oh, he yeah, he's got that down. And yeah, talking about the team when they get Clay Thompson back on, man, forget about it. This they're gonna be rolling, bro. They are gonna be rolling. So yeah, I like that a lot. Golden State surprising a lot of people over there, Nikki. But um, let's finish it out with your applause, and then we'll get to uh, bragging rights and bites. What do you got, Nick? Gosh. All right. So my applause goes to AMX uh, Media. So they are sports and culture platform, and they have a division called Together, which was started by four uh, former Olympians, uh, Alex Morgan, Chloe Kim, Simone Manuel, and of course, Sue Bird. So the whole purpose of Together is to highlight women in sports, uh, because unfortunately, women's sports only gets 4% of TV coverage, and men's sports collectively, it's 96%, despite women's sports being forecasted to bring in 
$1 billion in revenue. So I am applauding them for starting a platform to highlight women in sports and to, you know, push each other and give each other their applause because it's, that's crazy. 4%. Um, that's really sad. I would think that we're heading into 2022. I would think that women's sports coverage would start to be a little bit more by this point in time, but unfortunately it's not. But little baby steps here and there. And, you know, I want to commit to doing what I can on our website. I think I want to cover some more cheer, some more dance, and maybe local teams, like start highlighting these girls a little bit because they are working so hard. But, you know, the football team's going to get the coverage, not the cheer team, even though they're competing and they're just as much an athlete as, you know, the guy next to them. So long way to go, ladies, but we are, we're, we're getting there. We'll, we'll get there. No doubt. No doubt. Mom's with you over there saying yes. And she's yeah. got exclamation points going on all over the place. I, I love it. We know we should have started with you and ended it right there with that applause. Cause that was great. The only thing that you said that scared me is that we're going into 2022. So you just reminded me that I'm getting older. So thanks a lot for that. Okay, by the minute, all of us. Uh, yes. <laughs> all of us. For sure. Now, uh, um, I, oh, I'm sorry, D. I was just going to say real quick. I was playing basketball yesterday, um, and it was not working out. I'm 40 fucking one years old, and I'm, I'm like, I cannot run like this. I'm, I'm like sweating after like two minutes. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to distribute, and I'm playing defense, man. That's it. That's my game. <laughs> nah, I feel you, man. I'm 32. is creeping up on me pretty soon, and when I go, oh, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> but now, when I go play basketball, and they got you know a 21 year old out there, I feel it. I see yeah. you down that court. I'm like, dang, I used to be able to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, nah, I definitely feel it. Um, but, no, to Nikki's point, I covered the WNBA for a few years. And the lack of – when you go to an NBA game as a media member compared to WNBA, the media coverage is so much different, and it shouldn't be that way. Like, for an NBA game, like for the Phoenix Suns, you would go and you would barely have a place to sit. Like, someone like me who's a younger media member who didn't have – who hadn't been there for years – we have to sit behind the rest of the veteran media members. Yeah. But like yeah. for a WNBA game, I'll just have wherever I wanted to sit at. Um, so it shouldn't be that way. Um, mm-hmm. It should have the same amount of coverage. Um, now it is good when you're a media member and you have more access to the players in WNBA games and the NBA games, because like you're only one of the few ones there. So you get to go straight mm-hmm. to the locker room. They know you it's like, Oh, what's up, Damien from three point conversion. What's going, what's going on. So that part is good. But as far as the coverage, it should be equal. And that's how you get the word out there about these great WNBA players or great women's soccer players or whatever sport it is. It has to have more media coverage and more TV coverage. So I definitely am behind that. And hopefully next year I can cover the WNBA as part of the third and three podcast on my credentials. So we'll yes. see if we can get yes. that going. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Blow it up, baby. We'll be all over the place. I'm riding your guys' coattails. That's how I'm doing it. You guys do all the work <laughs> and I'll just go back and like, you know, Anyway, all right, good stuff. Actually, great stuff. Love it. All right, awesome start to the show, and we're going to continue with some badass action right here. D, it is your time, baby. Bragging rights and crow bites. Yes, so this is where we get to talk about what we got right last week and also what we got wrong last week. Mm -hmm. So we get to brag about what we got right and also eat a little crow about what we got wrong. So let's start with Nikki this week, and let's let's do it a little different this week. Let's start with the crow bites this week. What are you eating crow on this week? Um, who, I don't know. Take your pick guys. Again, (laughs) like it was just 
so bad. Um, I'm eating crow on the Miami defense, though, because I pretty much just dismissed them. I was like, no, Baltimore is just going to have their way with them. And Miami just – I gave them, like, no credit, no ounce of faith. And, and maybe rightfully so. I did not expect that defensive performance. But I think I just didn't realize they, their defense has always been – pretty good it just kind of wasn't there the past few weeks but i completely dismissed them and yeah they made a fool of me like every other team this week yeah well (laughs) they they do that to us right i mean look it was a thursday night game so it's always weird with the road team going and everything but d miami's defense they when i brian flores when i was saying oh coach of the year and now look what's going on he had that team ready to play against lamar jackson yeah no, for sure. Like they came in ready. Gotta give a shout out to the offensive lineman who stole the screen pass. Yeah. <laughs> Touchdown. Great that was ball. awesome to see. Uh he could definitely he could move too for a big guy. Like he was moving. And I, I love how, attacking that dude. Yeah. Five hundred pound truck coming at you. I'm peace. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> exactly. And I love how I saw a picture that they put a picture on the elevator in the Miami Dolphins facility of the him trying to go into the end zone as he got flipped in the tackle. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's super dope, man. So shout out to him, man. But yeah, Miami's defense definitely came to play. A lot of us had to eat crow on that one, for sure. Yes, yes, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, we were on Baltimore, and for good reason, we thought. But nope, it's the NFL, and anything can happen, and our records will reflect that in a little bit, Ding. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So what do you have to eat crow on, Jay? Man, look, I was adamant that the Browns were definitely going to go into New England because, you know, I, had, I didn't have the Patriots in the playoffs. I do have the Browns in there, obviously, and – the Patriots whooped them, bro, and I couldn't believe what I was watching. I mean, again, I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield guy, but the team around them, you know, from the offensive, defensive line, everything. But for the Patriots, what was it, 38-7 to or some crap like that? I mean, they demolished them. Cleveland just did not show up, and Baker gets hurt like he does every single game, apparently. And I think he'll play this week, but I don't even know if it matters. Like, I'm really starting to, like, worry about Cleveland over here. They can't pass the ball. They rely too much on the run, obviously, and the defense can't do everything. So I was really shocked as I did pick Cleveland over the weekend. And, uh, again, I just – look, if they would have lost the game by five points, three points, whatever, I wouldn't be eating crow on it. But got their ass kicked. So I got to eat crow on that, man. I was way off. Yeah. Nah, I picked the Patriots, but definitely didn't expect a blowout in that way. <laughs> 45 unanswered points wow. by the Patriots in this one. Uh, that was absolutely nuts. And Baker Mayfield, once they get behind and he's asked to be the guy, team, put the team on your shoulders. Let's see what you can do. Can you bring us to victory? I don't think he's that guy. Yeah, he's and not. It's, yeah, and it's something that, you know, a lot of people was like, oh, you know, he was trying to force to Odell. Well, there's no Odell there now. What's yep. the, like, what's the excuse on this yeah. one? So, yeah, I just don't think Baker's that guy. I know he's playing through a lot of injuries. Maybe he's another one who needs to sit out, get healthy, mm-hmm. uh, so you can play at 100%. But, yeah, that one, I didn't expect that type of blowout at all. So, yeah, that's that was crazy. Yeah, man, he keeps playing like this. He's not going to get that big-ass contract. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I can all definitely right. see him just doing the fifth-year option yeah. and seeing yeah. what happens after that because I, exactly. I would hesitate on that too. I, I agree. I agree. Because like, like you said, to finish it out, he if you need a, him to bring you back to victory, he's not the guy that's going to do it. He just isn't. He's not. He never has been, though. That's always been the knock on him. Yeah. 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 I mean, college, he was this extravagant guy and everything. It's like, oh, yeah, let's draft him number one. And we were all kind of shocked by that. But, okay, we'll see what happens. Um, I was listening to another podcast, and they made a really good point. 
It's like other quarterbacks have to be so mad when they see Baker Mayfield on all these commercials. They're like, right. oh, we're so much better. <laughs> we're so much better than this dude. And he has yeah. all the commercials. Now he's really good in the commercials. Like he, he is. might yeah. be a better commercial actor than he is a quarterback, actually. Yeah. But he's <laughs> but he's but you got other quarterbacks are like really like Lamar Jackson gotta be like, I could be in a commercial. Like I could right? be no doubt. <laughs> like this is crazy. But yeah, oh, I, I see why a lot of people had to eat crow on that one. Now for my crow. Mm-hmm. I think I thought I said that Tim Bay was gonna blow out the Washington football team. I was like so adamant about it. Like Tim Bay for sure. They're coming back off a loss of a bye week. They're gonna be so ready for this team. And they went out there and laid a dud. Tom Brady couldn't find his receivers through interceptions very early in the game. Uh T Henney is the new Eli Manning. He just loves to play against Tom yeah. Brady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a compliment, Nikki. It was a compliment. Up in the Washington pick. <laughs> he loves to play against Tom Brady. And I was super wrong about that game. Uh, Washington definitely made me eat crow on that one. It, but I think 99% of America ate crow on that game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I ate the hell out of it. I had double crow on that one, man. I could not believe that. That was a hot mess of a game. And, again, just sometimes the big teams fall down. They look ahead to other games. And, bam, there you go. Yeah, nah, exactly. So now let's get into some bragging rights. Nikki, what do you have to brag about this week? Oh, again, slim pickings, but um <laughs> brag about your hair. It looks good, girl. Oh, really? Because I don't go until Tuesday. So oh, you know, trying to get that get Thanksgiving home. hair done. So I pushed it a week. So I got a hat on. Yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> hat today, actually, after I worked out. Um, I do have hair, just so you know, I got hair, but... All right, you got hair. <laughs> we know we didn't get it last week, did we? We didn't do our uh, best best last week, no. Damn it. Okay, well, I wrote it down, and I can show proof that I said that you should take Carolina and the points. Oh. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Great call on that one. Yeah, that, that's, that's another one we didn't expect. Carolina blowing them out, right? Holy crap. Yeah, Jeez. and I didn't expect that at all. It was over quickly. Seventeen <laughs> zero yeah. run to start the game. You know, it was pretty much done. Yeah, done. Over. Out. Yeah. Peace. Now that was a great call. That's the one that you definitely could brag about right there. What about yeah. you, Jay? My bragging rights. You know, I like to add a little tiny things in there. But um, the big one was I said the Jags were going to cover that ten and a half point spread, which they did. But better than that, guys, I have to brag about FanDuel this week. I fucking rocked, man. I had Jalen Hurts. Devonta Smith, CeeDee Lamb, Stefan Diggs, DeErnest Johnson, Jonathan Taylor, Ramonde Stevenson from the Patriots, Hunter Henry, and the Cowboys defense. Yo, I won some cheddar this weekend, baby. Fantasy fucking city. Bring it on. Thank you for the check. Let's get it in. Let's cash that bad boy, and I'll put it in some savings or something like that for a little while. But I rocked it out on FanDuel this weekend. Nice job, Jay. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Round of applause for you. Thank you. Bring on the cash. That's what it's all about. I don't care how I do in like the fantasy league so much. Give me the money, baby. Give me the money. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's a great bragging rights right there. For mine, it's similar to Nikki's. It's about a bet that I said uh, people should make. And I did get to tell people at a party about the bet. So hopefully they took my advice. Uh, Najee Harris, the over-under was 96 rushing yards. And I called that he was going to have a big game. He had 105 yards, if I remember correctly, uh, for his rushing yards. And I thought he was going to have touchdowns, but Pittsburgh didn't want to win the game. So (laughs) (laughs) Najee Najee Harris, big game. Uh, I picked that it was going to be a close game, too. I said that Detroit was going to be in this one. 
Uh, didn't Can't get much was, closer than it was. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> didn't know it was going to be a tie. Um, but I did think that was going to be a close game. Detroit would play well. Uh, so my bragging rights is on Najee Harris having a big game. I predicted that one. I like that because, you know, that's my boy right there. I love it. So I love that right there. Excellent yeah. stuff. All right. Bragging rights and crow bites, baby. Love that segment. Love it. Love every damn segment on the show. But we might not love what we're about to hear right now. Because, again, last week was a complete, what I said, I had a whole C alliteration in the beginning, combustible, clutter fuck of nonsense. It was nuts. Guys, none of us did well. It's horrible. None of us did well. Damien and I, we went seven, six, and one. That fucking one. I just wanted out of there. We'll just call it seven and six. Nikki. Six and seven because of just one game that was off. Our lock sucked with D and I single lock. Nikki, yeah, I didn't lock it all. <laughs> no, my dear, I, I, it, it pains me to say it. And I'm looking at it now. I'm double checking. I'm like Baltimore Bucks and then Pittsburgh, which we all locked, so we don't get a fucking mm-hmm. chance in that one. So we screwed ourselves over with Pittsburgh. Thanks a lot, Big Ben. Fucking stay away from that COVID shit, dick. You screwed us all over. So anyway, what are you going to do? But uh, that's the records for the week. So we'll find out what our records are going to be this coming week, week 11, as we will be giving our picks in a little while. But now it's time for Mount Player Player rant and recap action. Damien, you want to kick it off? What's your first one? So my first takeaway, got to go back to that Patriots game. The Patriots are a true Super Bowl contender. That's my takeaway. I understand the Browns are struggling and they have their ups and downs, but to dominate them in that way and to play the way they've been playing the last few weeks, uh, Mac Jones coming into his own, uh, love the running back, Ramadre Stevenson. I love that name. Shout out to his mom on that one. No doubt. Right there. <laughs> uh, so I think that they're starting to find their identity. They're running the ball, playing defense. They're a Bill Belichick team. Uh, yeah. So I think the Patriots are really a legit contender. And like I said, the AFC is wide open right now. Yeah. So my first takeaway is that the Patriots are a team that we should really be taking seriously. Yeah. And, and you said Bill Belichick. I mean, he he gets that team to conform. I mean, the defense is playing great offensive line. They're running the ball with like 14 different people. It, it's amazing. And I want to play off that because I've been playing devil's advocate with the Patriots, even though I am impressed. They're on a four-game winning streak. I get it. But let me go with one of my ranting recap, which just leads in, and then Nikki will go to you. The Patriots definitely could be a playoff team. There's no doubt about it, but their schedule gets a little bit tough. The Falcons, okay, but they got to play the Titans, the Colts, and the Bills twice, which is tremendous in that AFC East division. Um, if the Patriots even want to win that, but um, I don't know, D. That that that's what would worry me about the Patriots. You know, having to go up against some of these bigger, better teams that have really good defenses and can score on you and whatnot. Does that concern you at all? Colts, Titans, Bills a couple of times in those four games? Uh, It's definitely a tougher schedule they have coming up. But the way they're looking, like the Browns aren't bad, right? We have their their concerns about them, but they're not a bad team. So the fact they were able to dominate the Browns like that lets me know that they can hang with anybody in the NFL. So through those games that you were talking about, I could see them splitting those games or maybe even going one over 500 through that stretch and staying right there in contention in the AFC. Yep, but uh, definitely can happen. It can. It, look, if they keep playing the way that they're playing, then it's going to happen, Nikki. So I don't know. I know you both had the Patriots in the in the playoffs uh, this year. I did not. But so far, you guys are making me look bad like you usually do. But uh, <laughs> anyway, what do, you, what do you got, Nikki? What's your first takeaway? Uh, my first takeaway is I want to know what you guys think, but 
are these the are these the Chiefs? Are these the Chiefs going mm. forward? So they're what six and four now? Okay, yeah. I guess they're yeah they're first AFC place. West. Yeah, yeah. Is this to me? I think this is the best game I've seen them play all season. Like, oh yeah, as a whole. So I want like. What do you th- I think maybe this is what they needed and going forward they're just gonna keep going. But I wanna know what you guys think. Like, are they there? Are they back? Are the Chiefs back? Or is gotcha. that just, yeah. Yeah, D, I'm I'll go real quick and then shoot it over to you, man. Um, I need to see more. I need to see what they do against Dallas, who was a complete team this weekend. Uh Green Bay, obviously we know there's defense, 13 points, but then they wallop the Fugazi Raiders, like I talked about. So I'm not so impressed by that. Um, they're getting back Clyde Edwards Solaire that may help out a little bit as far as there may be short passing but Damian Williams or Darrell Williams, excuse me, did a really good job over the weekend. Um, I'm not ready to say that to be honest with you. Their defense, yeah, it's looked better, but you know, given the competition that they were going up against, I'm not really sure. So I can't ID, I'm not sure yet. My answer is Nikki, I am not sure. I need to see more. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's TBD right now on if the Chiefs are really back. I heard an interesting take where they were talking about the end of the Packers game where Patrick Mahomes had to make that big play down the field to Tyreek Hill to close out that game. And they felt like that was them getting back. And it was like, okay, that's the Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill we know. Um, I did like how they found different ways to get Travis Kelsey open in this one. Remember last week I talked about how he was having trouble getting off the line of scrimmage. Yep. So this game they were lining up in the backfield, um, putting them into the back of like, their stack receiver formations. They were finding different ways to get him open to where he didn't have to deal with the press. Uh, so I think that's going to be a big help because Travis Kelsey is so important to the offense. If he's going, then Tyreek Hill gets going. And also, but with the Vegas Raiders, they didn't do what the other teams were doing. They didn't follow the blueprint. The blueprint was to stay safe, stay in too deep. But the Raiders, they play cover three and also right. one high, and they stayed with that, which you just played right into their hands. And next thing you know, he gets going, and you have the big plays downfield. You have Mahomes throwing for over 350 yards. You have that going because you're playing the defense they want to see. So mm-hmm. I have to see more from them going against yep. Dallas and that solid defense. Does Mahomes get back into bad habits? Does Dace get a few interceptions off of Mahomes because he's forcing the ball? We have to see that. So I'm going to say TBD, but yep. they definitely look really good against the Raiders for sure. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say is if Mahomes continues to take those checkdowns, they will be a better team. They will continue to make more progress in offense and keep the you know keep the defense off the field, which is something that they need to do, as you've seen. So that's a good question, Nikki. I like that. Start it off. All right, I like it. Uh, D, what's your next one? So for my next tech, uh, takeaway, excuse me, <laughs> I think Carolina with Cam Newton can be scary. Um, because they struggle, we've forgotten how good that defense is. Um, that defense is still ranked in the top 10 in the league as far as giving away points. Um, they're really good against the run and the pass, actually. Um, that defense as a whole is good. So if that defense can stay solid with Cam Newton leading that offense, now Cam Newton, we saw a little bit of what he can do as far as the dynamic he brings. If he fakes the run, you have to respect it. Next thing you know, people are open down the field. And then if you're not respecting the run, we know he can take off, get you 18 yards easily. Yeah. So when you have that dynamic at quarterback, it makes it so much harder on the defense to stop the offense. And they have weapons. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, who I've never seen happier <laughs> than, yeah. than he was in that press conference with Cam Newton. Uh, yeah. So I think Cam Newton is really going to add some 
just some some more storylines for the NFC. The NFC has been the AFC is wild right now. Like there's a million teams that's competing right yeah. now in AFC for those seven playoff spots. In the NFC, you have like the first five teams, and after that, it gets kind of it's teams that where you don't trust them completely, including my Saints, where you don't trust yeah. them completely because of there's limitations there either offensively or defensively. So the Panthers are lined up right there in that bunch of teams that can get that playoff spot and really make some noise. So I think Cam Newton can really change some things in the NFC. It, it's really possible, guys. And you, you know what? Look, you know that I was high on Carolina. I didn't pick them to go to the playoffs, but I thought that they were going to be a better team and their defense is better. I didn't see it coming this way, but D, maybe you're right. Now would make me really happy if they ended up with like a 10 and 7 record and kind of give myself a little pat on the back over there. <laughs> Uh, let me go to my next one, and um, I even want to hear – I really want to hear Nikki's opinion about this because she's going to hate it. But we talked about the Cowboys a little bit. They are just absolutely for real coming off that loss to Denver, a wake-up game, which a lot of teams have, and they showed up huge on offense and defense. It was a complete beatdown, 43-3, and they're now 7-2 and Dallas, you know, atop in the NFC with a couple of other teams that we talked about. Again, they are for real, and we're going to talk about that Chiefs game later. That is the game of the week as far as I'm concerned, but I'm walking away from this thing. And, you know, we were, you know, Dean and I picked Dallas to win that division this year, Nikki, but I don't think that we expected them to be this good, and it's because that defense and guys like Micah Parsons and even Diggs doing his thing uh, up front, Gregory getting sacks, they're playing ball all, all over the place. Yeah, they are. Like I said, they do this every year. Like – they do. They're good every year. I'm not denying that they're they're good every year, but that's the thing. They they do this every year. Yeah. But do you think they do you think they look a little different though this no, year? No, Jay, it's the no, same no? every year. It's the All same right. every year. All I right. think they generally look good every year. And okay. Until until the postseason. <laughs> Dean, what do you Dean, What do you think? Because I think that it, I think it's a different team this year that especially because of that defense, man. Yeah, that was going to be my point. I think normally we see them being good because the offense is good. Then their defense is just good enough to win games in the regular season. Then mm-hmm. come playoff time, that's when the defense gets exposed. This year, I feel like that defense is good enough to where come playoff time, you don't want to really run into the Cowboys. Other years, you want your team to play the Cowboys in the playoffs. You're like, oh, whoever came out the NFC East. You'd be like, okay, yeah. I, don't, I don't mind getting that fifth seed and playing the winner of the NFC East in the first round going on the road because we know they're not going to be that good. This year, you're not trying to run to the Cowboys in the playoffs. So I do think it's a little bit different in that standpoint. I think it's different as far as their balance off offensively. Ezekiel yep. Elliott and Pollard can both get it done for you. They have weapons all over the place. Dak Prescott is taking it to a different level. So I do think this team is different this year and are legit in NFC. Like when I was talking about those first three rankings, they could easily yeah. get in there in that top three as well. They can. They can. A lot of people have him number one, like Keyshawn, Giant being, Keyshawn Johnson being all biased, got him at number one. But uh, his rankings are fluid. Anyway, uh, Nikki, your next one. What's your next takeaway from what we've seen last week? Well, it'll just play off of D's. Um, I went with Carolina, too. I'm just wondering, oh, cool. with Cam coming back, and this is about the time of the year where, like, those certain teams start getting hot, right? It's usually right. like a week before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving week. I'm wondering, like, did he just get here at the right time, right place? He's bringing this energy. You know, the threat of him running is going to open up that offense for them. Like, I just think, did he just spark something for them that they're just going to – 
I don't know that they're going to like, you know, make the playoffs, but are they going to just start making some noise now? I think they might. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it, D, right? It's different when you got Sam Donald, who's a statue back there, and PJ Williams, who's played a handful of games. And now you bring in a vet like Cam Newton. Yeah, things change. And he's no, back sure. home, right? You know, that's yeah. back that home. Yep. No, it's definitely a real. It's definitely a real factor as well. Just the energy he brings to a team. Yes. Um, a, a lot of people, because he's so flamboyant, think that's a bad thing. But that could be a good thing. Sometimes you need that energy around somebody who's going to, you know, wear the outfits that he wears, somebody who's going to be as outgoing as he is. Uh, the fact that he was leading the huddle in his first game back shows you how much they respect him as well. Because you got to think a lot of these players, the younger ones, grew up on Cam Newton. They saw him at Auburn. They saw him being young with Carolina. And this is the guy they looked up to. And now he's there. And they're like, oh, man, that's Cam Newton. Like, yeah. it's a different thing when you have a guy like that there. Even though Cam Newton, you know, it's probably not going to be a Hall of Fame player. But to them, that's a guy that they looked up to. And it was like, I want to be that guy when I get to the league. Um, so right. him being there is a big thing. I think it's going to not only be a benefit on the field, but off the field as well, as far as just getting them to galvanize together. Yeah, Cam's been in the league since, I think, 2011. Obviously went to a Super Bowl. They didn't win it. MVP 15-1-1 season. So, yeah, I know he's older, but still, like that respect factor and that spark, Nikki, yeah, Yeah. I like that. That that definitely comes in. All right, D, your third takeaway. So my third takeaway from this week was that Philadelphia might be for real. Uh, (laughs) Like, Philadelphia, it's a little – it's weird because they started off so bad. But the last few weeks when they found a running game, which I don't know why they lost it in the first place, but they found a running game. <laughs> and, like, once they found a running game, that offense is so much better. Uh, Jalen Hurts is starting to improve as a passer. Shout out to Chris from Drop Balls Podcast, who had a really nice breakdown he did on Twitter about yeah, Jalen Hurts and how he's gone through his progressions. Jalen Hurts being better with that run and their defense also not being on the field as much because they're actually running the ball. Philadelphia, again, is one of those teams at the bottom of that NFC playoff picture that could find them their way right back into it. Mm-hmm. My Saints playing them this week, and it's not like I'm super confident going into this game. The Philadelphia Eagles might be a team that could surprise some people. Yeah, man. Yeah, you guys got to go on the road for that one. But I feel like the Saints play well everywhere. But And we'll see about that game. We'll talk about it. But, yeah, uh, the Eagles fact, and yeah, again, the running game is really important. I mean, Jalen Hurts is just a baller. I mean, he doesn't do things conventionally, but things seem to work out. They can score points. So, yeah, they're kind of – yeah, they could be a scary team. And you know what? I'm going to play off that over this weekend. And, by the way, we all picked Philadelphia to beat Denver, so that was one of our upsets of the week. So, you know, there's a little applause to us that we all have fully on that one. But I'm going to play off that because in that game, I saw one of the greatest. I, I just love the play where Darius Slay had an 82-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown. It was fantastic. It was fourth and once for the Broncos. Melvin Gordon got stripped of the football, and Slay picked it up and just started going to the right, reversed to his left, and took it to the house. It was such a heads-up play because a couple of guys were standing around like, you know, like, what the fuck is going on? This cat picked up the ball, and he's like, Peace, I'm out. We're winning this game. I love the play so much. And I'm no, I'm definitely not an Eagles fan. I don't hate the Eagles, but yeah, I mean, look, if they're gonna start making plays like that and scoring on offense, you know, I don't know about playoffs this year. They may have dug themselves a little too deep of a hole, but we'll see. So I, yeah, I, I'm impressed and I and I love that play. That was great. Great play. Not so great for Teddy Bridgewater, who didn't oh. make the tip on the tackle there. Nope. <laughs> nope. Teddy's like, like, I don't- 
So he's like, I don't get to, I don't get paid for make tackles. That's right. <laughs> I, already got a, I already got a bad knee. I'm gonna yeah, just, right. I'm gonna sit this one out. <laughs> so I don't blame him. But as a football player, the other players are like, come on, Teddy, you got to at least make an attempt. At least you know, make the bad, the quote unquote bad angle. Yeah, yeah right. Big right. <laughs> <Take> ass <laughs> tackle. <laughs> yeah, and didn't miss the tackle and just got yourself out the play. You got to do something, Teddy, because he Slade just ran right past Teddy, and Teddy was just like right there, and he didn't do anything. No, um, yeah, nah, that was a great heads up play by big play Slade right there. I'm glad to see him um, playing like himself again, being a good cornerback. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Pretty exciting play. I love it. Like, oh man, I love that. It was a lot of weird stuff over the weekend, uh, but that's the NFL, Nikki. Right? What's your third one? Uh, actually, I have the Eagles as well, but oh, yeah. I am. It's I am confident in saying that I think Devonta Smith has arrived in this yes. league. I think that he certainly has four balls. Let me see what he have. Sixty six yards, two TDs, and it was his birthday. So that's a happy birthday for him. But I mean, this kid can ball, and I'm kind of mad the Giants didn't get him, but whatever. Um, but no, I think that you can say he has arrived. He is here. I am not a Philly fan by any means. No, you're not. No, no, I am not. But I could, I could see them being a pain in the ass in the rest of this division for sure. Maybe no. not this year, like you said, Jay. Might be a little too late, but I think. It's a young team. So as they get going, right, next season, season after. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Hey, maybe Devonta Smith, maybe that cheddar this weekend, baby. I was loving it. And I feel like picking him again. But, uh, yeah, I think that he's arrived also. It's these young wide receivers, man, between Jamar Chase and even Jalen Waddle in Miami where they don't score a lot. He's getting the ball and he's doing his thing. Yeah. So, yeah, we're in pretty good shape with that. I like it. All right. Let's get to a fourth one, D. So if my fourth one, maybe I gave up on your 49ers too early. Oh, um, the last week I was like, I got to just, you know, fold the bid on this one and say that, you know, this team isn't going to make the Super Bowl. But again, they're right there in that hunt with all those teams in the bottom of the NFC playoff race. Mm -hmm. And if they play like this, this is a team I picked to make the Super Bowl. Like I text that in a group chat when I was watching the game because it's like, yeah. why, where was this all year? Like yeah, this, this is the team that I picked to make it to the Super Bowl right here because that run game, asking Jimmy Garoppolo just to do a few plays here and there, you gotta love it. Debo Samuel, like you mentioned earlier, absolute monster in both the run nice. game and pass game. I love that fourth and sixth play where he took it to the end zone. Like you yep. gotta, like you have to love what you're seeing. Also, like a little bonus takeaway from this game, your man Matthew Stafford is a little shaky. In big games, there, Nikki. Like know, he, he now he had it. some bad, he had some bad, uh, some bad luck. Van Jefferson missing that ball right in his hands in the end mm -hmm. zone. So he definitely had that. But there was one play where uh, he's taken off to the left and goes in front of the line of scrimmage. And there's all the room in the world. I know Stafford isn't Michael Vick, but he definitely <laughs> could have ran into the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, just veers off and throws the yeah. ball. And it's like, what are you doing? And then the, the follow that is fourth down, and you just throw the ball at the back of the end zone. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, yeah that was super Why not weird. even like, try? You're getting your ass kicked anyway, you know? Just yeah. throw it in. Yeah, yeah you got to give your wide receiver a chance at that standpoint. So, yeah, Stafford, he's good, but playoff times we're going to see if the trade really matters. We know Stafford's an upgrade over golf. Like, Detroit doesn't even trust golf. Like, they had their running back run the ball 33 times in that game. That <laughs> yep. was a tie. So yep. we know golf is trash. But Stafford, <laughs> Stafford has to prove himself in the playoffs in big moments to see if that trade is really worth it. Because if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, I think that trade was a failure, in my opinion. 
Well, yeah, yeah, it was all in. That that was the whole deal. Let's get. Then they're picking up Von Miller, obviously, and and uh, now OBJ. Yeah, they they're going all out. If they don't win the Super Bowl, it's an absolute failure. So can they? Yeah, they can get right. They still have creative Sean McVay and everything. So I think uh, things can can work out with them. But yeah, I mean, your takeaway from the 49ers, where was this all year? I'm with you. Yeah, we've had guys banged up and stuff like that, but. We have a very good depth chart where players step up like Al Shazir. I mean, guys making plays all over the place. And it was great. Jimmy Ward getting involved, getting two picks. I loved it. It it was great. And I could not believe what I was watching. And I just pray to God that they don't have one of those letdowns in Jacksonville this weekend. We'll talk about that later. I will freak out if they lose to that team. I will lose my mind. That will be it. I don't want to be in Buffalo's category and that shit. All right, let me get my second one here. And – the Chargers offense has lost electricity, man. I'm just going to go with that. Justin Herbert does not look right. The play calling is sometimes really confusing. I've talked about their fourth down issues. And I wrote an article a couple of weeks ago talking about the Chargers where they stand and pointing out offense coordinator Joe Lombardi. Bad play calling. It's just not going right. they got to use Eckler in different situations. There's, there's no fluidity to the offense this season. It looks like they're playing – kind of like street ball out there in a way, and they have so many weapons, it doesn't make sense. We got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and like I said, Eckler. I mean, you, Jared Cook even. I mean, they can do so many things, and we feel like they should be lighting up the scoreboard every week, and they're not doing it. And I blame their offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, more than anybody. Think. Yeah, something definitely going on there. They start off the year so strong. Uh, this was a team that both me and Nikki picked to make the playoffs there, and they were looking like that for sure. Yeah. And now that that offense – is somehow just not, you know, stuck in the rut, I guess. And looking at the stats from last week, why does Eckler only get 11 carries? I don't get it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> now, what are you saving them for? Like, it's time you guys need to win these games. Like, right. Now is the time. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not It's not a time to wait and, you know, use them later. Like, use him as much as you can now. That was a big talk coming into the year that they were going to use a Saints-like offense, and he was going to be playing the role of Camaro. Right. Camara right. is getting a lot more touches than that. Yeah. Uh, he's 32% of the Saints offense, unfortunately, and he was out. So yeah. Eckler should be like not 32%, but maybe 22% of the offense because you, he's that talented and they're not using him in that way. So I agree with you there that something's going on with the play calling and maybe the confidence in the players. Something is definitely going on in L.A. there. Yeah, it's it's not working. Like I said, you know, the lights out with the Chargers right now. It is just not happening. They're losing games. They should not be losing. I, I don't get it. I don't get it, Nikki, but uh, let's get your fourth one, and then we're going to get into some knowledge, baby. No, we already talked about it, um, but, yeah, no, this Green Bay defense, I mean, they are legit. They are for real. And you guys know, let me see, so they have held Kyler Murray, Mahomes, and Russell Wilson to a combined 34 points. Oh, wow. That's Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about that earlier, the games, but I didn't even realize that in my head. That's amazing. Yeah, that's insane. And you know, it's weird to say because like there's years where that Green Bay defense was just garbage. Like mm-hmm. they're just getting yeah. exposed left and right. Aaron yeah. Rodgers always in a shootout. So I mean, God, he must be happy that you know he's got a hell of a yeah. defense this year. So yeah, they're here. They're legit. Devontae Smith has arrived. Green Bay defense has arrived. Cam Newton has arrived. The Chiefs might be arriving. We'll see. There's a lot of things happen. I think this is for the first time, D, that Aaron Rodgers may have been happy they didn't draft a wide receiver in the first round because this boy Gary out there is kicking ass, man. Yeah, no, definitely for sure. Uh, Speaking of this game, this is a bonus takeaway. Tell me if I'm wrong. Somebody has to be the adult in the room 
and tell these players when they can't play. Because I feel <laughs> like Russell Wilson, he couldn't even line up under center. They yeah. couldn't run that normal offense he because he couldn't be under center and take the Not ball hitting his finger. So if you can't line up under center and take a normal snap, you can't play. Like no, no. <laughs> you shouldn't no. be playing if we have to change our entire offense just because your your fingers still hurt. I record I definitely commend uh Russell Wilson for attacking his rehab. They say he was doing 19 hours a day. I don't know if he was doing all that, but I know Russell Wilson's personality, the way he is, he probably was attacking his rehab and he's ahead of schedule because of that. But right. 19 hours a day on the finger. Are you doing like little finger curls? Yeah, like a little Pinky weight. Pull-ups. Right, right. Oh, pull-ups. <laughs> it was his middle finger, so he's doing like little middle finger pull-ups. Like, what are, what are you doing <laughs> to get ready for 19 hours a day? And yeah, are you sleeping? You should be sleeping. Like, yeah, get, yeah, get, yeah, some, get some rest. Ice um, it up, little icy hot, whatever you got to do. Yeah. 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 So, but you have to let. If he can't take the ball from under center, you can't play. Wait another right. week. We're gonna have Gino out there. Yeah. You understand that you want to play. We know how competitive you are. We appreciate that. We love that. That's why you make the money you make. But wait another week. Somebody has to be the adult to tell him that. And even Baker, in Baker's case, yeah. Baker has like 1,700 injuries right now. Yeah. yeah. Sit out. <laughs> get healthy. Get out. So we can use you in the future here. Right. No, no doubt. I, I think that's an absolutely marvelous point. I mean, yeah. I, you know, you just made it right there. And, yeah, as, as far as Green Bay goes, you know, that. Again, they're doing the thing defensively. It's amazing. But with Russell Wilson, I didn't start him. This, you know, he's my fantasy quarterback in two of the leagues. I didn't start him because I knew that something like this was going to happen. And, again, like you mentioned, he came back in half the time. And we know Russell Wilson. He just wants to get out there and play. He loves the game. But you're right. Somebody's got to be like, no, dude, sit the fuck down. You're not medically cleared to play. I mean, he was supposed to be an IR for much longer than this. But came back and put up no points. And, again, in that weather – how are you going to get a grip on the ball, you know, when your fingers are already all messed up? So I agree with you. They should have sat him, you know, an, at least another week, maybe two. So I, I agree with that. I totally agree. Sure. All right. And now you can't go back. You can't put the two base back in the tube now. He's going to want to play. I know, man. I know. I know. So, yeah. I mean, and again, the, I don't get the reasoning behind it because I, I know you want to try to get back into it and get into the shuffle of the playoffs, even if it is a seven seed. But you got to realize where you are. You know, and also where your defense is and things like that. So, yeah, they made a bad decision right there. So I agree. That is a good takeaway, an extra takeaway. All right, let's take away some knowledge with Nikki, baby. Let's get it pumping up. Let's go. This is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top of it. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time is tricky. Guinness Book of World Records action happening last time. All over the world, they're like trying to guess, like, oh, can I beat that? Can I beat in the Guinness Book of World Records? Hey, I'm holding you guys to that. Like, when we see each other in person, we're definitely yeah. trying to break some records for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah. pasta, the powdered yeah. donuts. But look, if I throw up after that, please don't no don't account. If I get it down, I win. All right. So we got to time me, but it may be coming out after. All right. It may be coming out after. <laughs> We got to try some of that stuff. Pasta donuts, you're right. We got to get in on that. I'm going to try them pinky pull-ups. Right. All the way. Nikki, you're in control, girl. What do we got this week? 
Yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, oh, so many places to go every week with Naja and Nikki. It's a sports show. We haven't done sports in such a long time. We can't just do regular sports. We're going to do like some obscure random sports trivia. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. That sounds sounds fun, right? Of course it's fun. I love getting no points on Knowledge Ridiculous. No, no. I I think you guys have got this one. (laughs) Well, we shall see. D, I think it's me this week. I got to take the first shots over here from our girl Nikki. She's ready to rock and roll, and we're ready to get the Jeopardy music going. Let's do it. This week, Jay. I am, man. I am. I'm ready to roll. All right, Jay. Ready? All right, Jay. I'm not, but let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The national sport of Afghanistan is Bozkashi, which is similar to horse polo, except they use what instead of a ball? I would say that they use instead of a ball. Um... That's a great question. Oh my God. Um, so no type of ball, right? No ball. Um, I'm not going to say a hockey puck. How about, uh, a stick? No. Uh, I'm going to go with a hacking sack. No. Good guess. A headless goat carcass. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> Holy Moses! I'm out. So they're throwing a goat carcass. Uh, yeah. That's crazy! Oh my God! I'm so glad that we don't have that here. I would never watch that on TV. Are you kidding me? You just imagine like the blood spewing out from the. <laughs> oh my God! I can't even imagine. Right? So, oh, man. Did you do any other research on this? Like, how did they score? Like, what was happening? <laughs> I just stopped right there. I was like, yeah, I don't really know what this is. Like, yeah. So- She's like, I know Jay ain't going to get it either. So, I'm definitely answering. <laughs> Pretty much. But I do have one that I think you might get. Okay, here we go. Okay. Number two. Jay, what number is set to the right of the number 20 on a dartboard? Six? No. Eight? That's a really good guess. Um, Damn. I used to I'm play this. Trying to picture the dark board in my head. Yeah. To the right of 20. To the right of 20, yep. Mm. Is it one? It's one. It is one. Oh, <laughs> D, way to go, bro. Nice. Nice yeah, job. Let's see. I, I played some darts. Like I was trying to, I was trying to picture him. I was working so hard to picture him. <laughs> I could see you thinking. Like you, you ever like right? watch somebody think? It's like yeah, the bubble was coming <laughs> out. Like the whole thing. <laughs> nice job, man. Thank nice you. Thank job. you. All right, Jay. Number three. What is a Yankee in the sport of horse racing? Um, somebody who's won at least three events. No. See? Can you give me the question one more time? 
Yes. What is a Yankee in the sport of horse racing? I'm going to say a Yankee is someone who owns multiple horses. No. It is 11 individual bets. Oh. Really? Yes. Yankee. A Yankee. Huh. I'm, like, I've done some betting in, in my life. I've never done horse racing yet. Oh, you have to. It's so much fun. It's fun. It, it is, is a lot of fun. It's addicting it and very fun. Yep, you got to get the hat on and everything like that. Yeah. Join the party. Freaking, woo, woo, yeah. go number two. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Photo now, finish. Well, it's legal here now, so I'll definitely get into especially Kentucky Derby weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Get it going. Yeah, even Ma says it's fun. She loves it. It really is. We yeah, we did it once at my so come with my grandma's really into it. So we like all go out. My grandma's good at it. I'm like, damn Graham, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. They know this right. stuff. Last one for you, Jay. Let's see. Okay. Number four. What sport is played on the biggest pitch if considered from the perspective of surface area? Okay, that's very confusing. Can you say that one? <laughs> What sport is played on the biggest pitch if you consider it from the perspective of surface area? Just surface area. I can only come up with, with cricket. That's all I can come up with. See? That was going to be my guess. Too. I uh, knew it. <laughs> um, oh, shit. You got it. You know it. I think I think I'd, I'm probably not, but I, I should have guessed something else. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with. I'm trying to think of like. I don't have. Cricket was my guess. So what, what is it? Polo. Polo. That, I, I, no shit. I was going to say polo. It fucking just popped into my head after. Damn, mom said highlight, which wasn't a bad guess either. And I was thinking softball for a minute because of how close, like it is, and everything. But I'm like, nah, Nikki wouldn't do that to me. She wants to screw me over, so I'd be yeah, too of easy. Of course, I live <laughs> that. <No. laughs> All right, okay, D, you ready? Yes, ma'am. Okay. How long is the free skate in figure skating? There's a different time for men and a different time for women. So you gotta give me what the men's time is and the women's time. So how long it is? Yes. How long is the free skate? Like the routine? Oh. So for men, I'm going to say five minutes. And I'm going to say three minutes and 30 seconds for women. D or J, let me hear what you have. And then we'll see. Yep. Yep. Figure out who you're talking to and then we'll get to it. Um, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the men three and a half minutes and the women two and a half. D, you are closer. Men are four and a half and women are four. So I'll give it to you. Yeah. Oh. Shit. Uh, D's making his comeback. I, I had a couple of wins. Now he's like, nah, nah, screw this. I'm getting back. <laughs> yeah, you know. Can't have this. Nope. I got to come up with some shit now. Okay, here we go. All right, D. In the game of snooker, what is the highest possible break that a player can get? The game of snooker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the highest possible break. Yeah. This is the first time I feel like Googling it, honestly. I swear okay, to so, well, <laughs> all right. It's it's like pool, but it has 22 balls instead of nine. Okay. Oh, oh. They're like li little. I'm going to say the highest possible break 
is 15. Okay. Eight. 155. 155. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we have no clue about this game at all. <laughs> Nick, you know what you do to me on this show? You make what? me look stupid. You make me look like an idiot. My friends think I'm the biggest moron on the planet because of no. you. Thank you. <laughs> no, well, fine. I mean, if you'd stop talking about the Cowboys, maybe they can make you look really stupid. Oh, man. <laughs> Leave the bias out. I go against my 49ers like three out of four times. Come on. I, no, I can't just give you guys easy questions. You're better than that. Well, I appreciate that, that you think that. Thanks. <laughs> Smarter than the average bears. All right, D, here we go. Number three. A wife-carrying festival is held annually in Finland in which the husband navigates a special obstacle course while carrying his wife on his back. The major prize is their wife's weight in what? Wow. So this is Finland? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. I'm going to say their wife's weight in cheese. No. Jay? What did you say? Cheese? Yeah. Cheese, yeah. Their wife's weight in grams? Nope. Beer. They win beer. Oh, okay. Beer on a teeter totter, and then they, till she evens out, and that's how much beer they win. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. I gotta go to Finland. It's a little bit of a catch 22, though. So if you have a smaller wife, you could win easier, but you don't get as much beer. Right. There you go. You gotta check out the pictures because it's wild looking. I'm like, this looks like I, okay. <laughs> I, have to like it. I have to check it out. Love it. That's funny. Love All right, D. Last one for you. Here we go. Back in 17th century England, the British turned this unpleasurable activity into a non-sword-related martial art. What was that unpleasurable activity? Uh, I'm going to say they turned doing laundry into... <laughs> I love it. I fucking hate laundry. I hate laundry. No, that's not it, but I'm with you. Laundry sucks. Jay, you want want to try for the last one here? If you can repeat it one more time, I'll give it a shot. Okay. Back in 17th century England, the British turned this unpleasurable activity into a non-sword-related martial art. What was that unpleasurable activity? Sticking a sword down your throat? Non-sword related martial arts. Oh, non I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Non-sword related. Um, thank you. Fencing? No. Well, aren't those swords? Don't they? Yeah, but it's not a sword. It's like a plastic piece of shit. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm lost. Well, no. So anyway, it is uh, shin kicking. Shin kicking. 
This, and okay. you literally kick each other in the shins until someone falls down. Uh, and they still do it today, actually. You know what? Um, it's I true. That. Go ahead, D. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, because me and my boys, we used to do that to each other all the time. We'd like... We're- <laughs> Trying to hurt you, it's like, yep, we're, who's going down first, man? We're gonna kick you right in your freaking leg. <laughs> so that's, that's funny. Hilarious. I like that. That's hilarious. Uh, oh, but shit. I figured that would still be going on today because I see like videos of like the slapping competitions where people literally stand there and get slapped in the face. Yeah. Like, what? why? Why would you volunteer for this? <laughs> like, I've seen some videos of people getting knocked out from a slap, like just right out, out cold. Yeah. I mean, so, damn, you come around, you don't even have to close your fist. You just get the whole face. I can see, like, and slow motion. not even weight classes. Like, I've seen one where they had, like, this bodybuilder chick going against a chick, like, Nikki size. <laughs> it's like, all the way back here. Slap the shit out of me. Oh, my God. Wow. That's scary stuff. All right. Well, shin kicking and freaking face slapping and all that stuff. I guess people just like to get hurt. Yeah. Wait. You nailed that number one right there. D, you're back, man. It's your, <laughs> yours now. You now own knowledge. I was like the Bills. I had to come back. <laughs> <laughs> you came back strong, man. You came back strong. You definitely did. All right. So I ain't getting no trifecta this week. D took that away from me. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Knowledge for Nikki. Great as always. Always learning stuff. Thank God for paper and pen. And that can like, uh, you know, try to pass the knowledge on and claim it as my own. This is completely crazy. Love it. What else is crazy was our freaky fantasy football draft players getting hurt, guys going oh. out. It wasn't wonderful. I won slightly over you, Nikki. I had 77.4. You had 67.4. So good matchup. D, bullshit for you because you had a guy who didn't even freaking play. It was a hot mess for you. I'm not even going to say your damn score, but you're in third place this yeah. week. It was like, that bad. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it was bad, but it ain't your fault. It was just, it, it was a hot mess. It just was one of those hot mess weeks where like your players aren't playing and then your tight end gets like 0.6 points. Like, okay, all right, yeah. let's go, cut the guy a break over here. Come on. Yeah. So, this week, I guess, Nikki, according to your rules, I get to start out. You will go second and D will go last and we'll do the snake draft as we always do. So here we go. Let's start this bad boy off. All right. Freaky fantasy. Who do I want first? Um, Let me get this in my notes. Let's see. You know what? I think this may be a little bit too easy, and I hope it's not. Maybe they'll be running the ball, but then again, Derrick Henry isn't there. They're playing the Texans. Give me Ryan Tannehill. Mm -hmm. Okay. Could be scoring some points over there if A.J. Brown helps him out. So that's my first pick. Nikki, you get your first now. Okay, um, let me, uh, I think I know what I want to do. Let me just double check. No, you don't. You have no idea. <laughs> you keep it up, Jay. See how you lost this I'm getting, You kicked it. Yes, that's why I'm coming back at you. I love you. I love you. It's all in love. But can I, of gotta course. Pick? It's always all in love. It always, yes. always, always You're is. my younger sister. I got to pick on you. That's it. Yeah, I get it. I totally, I totally understand it. All right, so. Let me see. Let's do. Um, let me get CD Lamb. Oh, good call. I like that this week. Yeah, like I said, being a high scoring game. So. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's a good call. I like that. All right, D, you get two picks. Okay. So for my first pick, I always like to go defense. 
and I don't believe I've picked your 49ers defense yet, so I'm gonna go 49ers against Jacksonville. I hope they show up for you, my brother. I really do. <laughs> I'll be rooting for that. They better not throw up a funk, man. I'll go crazy. All right, so you got the defense. Where are you going next? Next, give me Debo Samuel. Oh, man. You go 49 City, baby. I ain't going to lie. I had Debo on my list this week, but all right, you take him. He's going to give you a whole bunch of – all right, now I'm already scared of these teams. Nikki, your turn again. You got C.D. Lamb. Good start. Where are you going next? I am going well, – you know what? Nope. What? I'm going to go with Mac Jones. Oh, okay. A little Smart mac and pick. cheese action. Mac and ease now is what the mac and cheese. What a joke. I, that bothers the hell out of me. We're like, where did the cheese thing come in? It's not like he's from Green Bay or anything like that. I don't understand. All right. We got Mac and we got Lamb for you. It comes to me. I got Ryan Tannehill. I get two picks. I'm going to take Um Yeah, that Philly game. Against your Saints, oh, I don't know if I should go there. You know what? Let me take a tight end who I like right now. I'm going to go with Cole Komet. Mm. I think that him and uh, Fields really got something going on. So I do like that. I think he's going to look for him a lot. And he took Debo from me. You know what? Um, because Tampa, I think, is going to have a comeback week this week, and they're having problems. Antonio Brown's not in there. Chris Godwin a little banged up. Um Mike Evans. Oh, okay. I'll go with Mike Evans. So I got Tannehill, Evans, and Komet. Nikki, it's your turn. You got Mac Jones and C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Um. Let me get – guess let me get um. A.J. Dillon. Let's take him. Good one. That's, you know, that's a really good one. I like that. It is. You got a nice team going on so far. Very good. D, you got two picks, man. You got my 49er action going with Debo in the house and the 49ers defense against the Jags. What are you going to do now? You got two picks. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield against Detroit. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It is Detroit, so I don't blame you there. If he's going to have a good game, it'll be this week. Right. I mean, yeah, right. We got to pick and choose. We're going to pick these guys sometimes. So that may work out. All right. I dig it. All right. Where are you going next? And so since I'm picking Baker Mayfield against Detroit, you can go go ahead and get. Man, Titans are getting slim. (laughs) I know. I know. They are. So, I know Kansas City's defense has improved, but I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott against Kansas City. All right. All right. Yeah, look at tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You got a little while before we come back for that. So, you got, you got a minute over there. Not bad. All right. So, Nikki, Mac Jones, A.J. Dillon, and C.D. Lamb. I'm already afraid. You get your next pick. Oh, man. Yeah. Who tight end defense. I don't know. Well, you know what? I haven't taken New England's defense, so I will grab them. All right. Great pick. pick. Tomorrow night against Atlanta. Okay. We'll see what happens. She's going to start it out early. 
Okay, Nikki, you'll get one more pick after I make my next two to close out my team. So let me see what I want to do here. I haven't picked defense or running back. Give me the Titans defense against Houston. And my running back this week is going to be because I believe that Damian Harris is out. Give me the best name in football, Ramadre Stevenson, baby. That's where I'm going. So that's going to close out my team. We'll go over in a minute. But, Nikki, you get to make your last pick. You need a tight end. And so is they. ever. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> wow. I guess I'll go with Hunter Henry. I, yeah. I okay. Guess. He helped me last week. That's not a bad pick at all. And you got I Mac to go with? Yeah. Oh, too much New England. Well, all right. What it is, what it is. Hey, you you were on New England, so whatever. Ride with them. <laughs> yeah, you got a good team. There you go. That's it. Stand by what you said, girl. That's all right. Stand up strong. All <laughs> right, D. You got Baker, Zeke, Debo, and my Niners. What about the tight end position? So I'm going to go ahead and take Evan Ingram against the Bucks. <laughs> they got to throw it to somebody. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, okay. Ooh, I hope he works out for you. That is. <sighs> okay. Well, Nikki will be rooting for you on that one at least. I am. I, I am. <laughs> I just, wow. Okay. Love it. Love it. Of course, Courtney Harden's got in here and seen you back in first place. Man, shut up. I was in first place. <laughs> Your ass just got in there. You got lucky because Nikki beat me. I'm coming back for you, bro. All right? <laughs> you can talk that shit right now, but I'm coming back for you. All right? You, you got are your you week. Are you playing each other this week? Are you mad? Do I, I, I'll tell you what. Whoever I play this week, Alvin Kamara better be healthy because that was a big problem for me last week. One of the big reasons why you uh, why you beat me and took me out of first Nikki, this is why I got problems with you, all right? You're messing me up. You got problems with me every week, but we should wish Courtney a happy belated birthday since he's in. Hey, great call right there. Happy belated birthday. My real deal brother right there. Yep, no doubt. Turning 21 all over again. It's a beautiful thing. Love it. That is one birthday I would not want to redo. Oh, oh, bad experiences? Oh, Oh, boy. We're going to have to have an off-air conversation about this one. (laughs) (laughs) When you end up throwing up in your friend's car. (laughs) Yep, that'll do it. (laughs) That'll That'll do it. it. On on another friend's birthday, we're like 16 years old, and uh, me and three, uh, three, no, four other guys. Anyway, we're taking a cab because we're all drinking. We're young. We're 16 years old. Anyway, so long story short, we knew there was a party going on, people that we weren't necessarily friends with. So we go in, we steal their keg, we jump back into the into the cab, and we there's nowhere for everybody to sit. So one of my friends is like literally laying across everybody, and his his face is on my lap. And we have the keg on there too. And I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. I'm like, hopefully we get out of here. All of a sudden he looks at me with this cockeyed face. His mouth went to the side, like over his ear. I'm like, what are you doing, Dave? He's like Wow! All over me, man. In the cat, I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" I went to go cl- clean up. We went to a pizza place that we know, like, like the guys, are, the owners, our boy. He's like, yeah. "I'm calling you throw up from now on." I'm like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> you freaking kidding me? Because this cockeyed bastard fucking threw up all over me. I got to get that nickname. That yeah. shit ain't right. not right. So I figured I would share that story with you guys since Nikki went over your twenty first, and yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. A lot of fun. We got a freaky fantasy football draft in. I got Ryan Tannehill, Romadre Stevenson, Mike Evans, Cole Comment, the Titans defense. Nikki, 
going with Mac Jones, A.J. Dillon, C.D. Lamb. A lot of initials over there. Hunter Henry and the Pats defense. And Damian, you got Baker Mayfield taking a little risk, but this is a good week to do it. Zeke, Debo, Evan Ingram, and the 49ers defense. We will see who wins week 11 when we come back next week. But now we got to make some top prop bets, baby. Ready to get into it? Yes, sir. Sure. Let's freaking do it, man. Let's do Whoa, it deep. Let's start us off. Answer oh, this question. Yes, it is one versus two this week. Jay versus Courtney in the fantasy. League. It is okay. It is. Yeah, he's going down. That's it. He's going down. <laughs> down, down, down. Courtney taking you right out, bro. Sorry, man, but that's the way it's got to be. I'm here for the money. Bring it on. <laughs> All right, so let's do our top prop bets of the week. D, you want to start it off? Yeah. So for my first one, I'm gonna go with. Mac Jones, I'm going to go with Nikki's guy. The over-under is at 252 passing yards. Then he goes over that against the Atlanta Falcons, who mm-hmm. suck. And against the Saints, <laughs> so for some reason they wanted to be this great team against us and then came back down to earth and showed us who they really are against Dallas. I think that continues against the Patriots, and Mac Jones goes for over 252 yards. All right. All right. So that that that's an interesting one right there because we know that he throws the ball maybe 20 times a game, but you know what? Maybe they can light it up over there. Kendrick Bourne, my former 49er, getting into it. All right, 252 going over. Nikki, what do you got? Um. Okay, well, we always talk about games we should bet on. I'm going to give you one I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. Uh, okay. I would not touch – Carolina, Washington. I think there are way too many variables. And I know that the default will probably be like, oh, well, Cam's back and the energy, this and that. I'm a little concerned that they are so hyped up and energetic Carolina last week that maybe, like D said, maybe they fall a little bit. Somebody comes back down to earth. Washington, I don't know really what to make of them. They should have this great defense. Sometimes they're there. Sometimes they're not. I just – They know Chase Young. Yeah. I – I would not touch this game. I would not touch any points. I'm not touching any part of this game. And I don't think you guys should either. <laughs> I like that. Good call to the public right there. A little, yes. uh, little PSA announcement. PSA. You know, letting you know. I like it. I like it. And yeah, I love that you did that because I went in the same direction but with a different game. Do not bet the Bengals at the Raiders game. Anything can happen in this weird game. It's most likely to be the most unpredictable game of the year. I went back and forth a thousand times where we're going to make our picks. Guys, I think that Bengals at Raiders, we don't know exactly who these teams are. I would not touch it with a 10-foot pole. Fuck it, a 12-foot pole. I would not touch it. <laughs> no, that's a good call. The Bengals have been very unpredictable. The Raiders have all the stuff they got going on. So, yeah, I wouldn't touch that game either. No. Don't bet it. Now, for my next one, I'm going off a pattern, all right? So the Browns are favored by 11.5 over Detroit, and I think they blow Detroit completely out, and it's based on what Detroit does this year. So if you look at their season, first week, the 49ers, they come back and make that game close. The next week, play the Packers, it's not close. (laughs) The next week, Ravens, they need – the Ravens need to break a record to win that game with Justin Parker hitting that crazy field goal. Then after that, what the Lions do? Play the Bears is not that close. The next week, the Vikings, close game. Vikings have to win on the game when they field goal. They come back, get blown out by the Bengals. <laughs> the next week, they play the Rams really close. What happens after that? Get blown out by the Eagles. <laughs> last week, they played the Steelers. It's as close as you can get, a tie game. So what's going to happen this week? They get blown out. 
So I got the the Browns blowing them out by like 20 some points. So I think they covered 11 and a half spread. Yo, that is hot ass homework right there, bro. <laughs> I love that. I love that. The trend will continue according to Damien. I like that a lot, man. That's really good. That's real good. Thank you. I dig it. Nice. All right. Hot ass homework. I like that. Yeah. Hot ass homework, man. Oh, we got a new segment now. Oh, shit. Hot ass homework. (laughs) Oh, man. We keep adding segments onto this. We're going to have a five hour show, but that's all right. (laughs) Go to sleep anyway. Nikki, what's your next one? Uh, Okay. Buffalo, Indy, Buffalo's favorite, six and a half. I actually think the Colts have a really good shot of covering here. So I would take the Colts and the points. Nikki. You are my sister. I don't get the blood. I have the same exact thing. I thought it was seven points, but even at six and a half, I am with you. It that might is be now. Yesterday was six and a half, I think. And then okay, and it might it might be either way. I am absolutely with you. I'm even thinking about that playoff game last year where Buffalo only won by a field goal, and they were yeah. <clears throat> excuse me the hotter team at that time. Yeah, and Indy's coming. That is exactly my second take. So I'm with you all the way. Take Indy, take the points. Not saying that we're going to win the game. We'll talk about that in Week 11 picks, which are coming up. But those points are too much, D. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I said that the Colts have – when you look at the Colts, like, numbers, they look like a team that should be, like, 7-3. and three Because there's – I mentioned earlier Buffalo's first in turnover margin. Colts yeah. are second. Yeah. Like, the Colts have a, a really good team. Carson Wentz has played good. We mentioned the moments where he malfunctions, like somebody took the battery out of his back and he's like, yeah. oh, let me just throw this ball with two hands right, right. to the defensive lineman. He has those moments, yeah. but it has, it's been few and far between this year. So I do agree. I think it's going to be a really good game, actually. All right. Yeah. Hey, Peter Bono getting insane. Buffalo wins, but is it going to be by more than seven, Peter? I don't know. The, the, the oh, three of them on Indy. Dad, that's my dad. What's up, dad? Oh, that's Pops in the house? Oh. <laughs> I should have read the last name. How can I? Pops is in here, baby. All right. The family's in town. I love this shit. This Excuse my language, Dad. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> oh, please. If you only knew. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, I love it. All right. So we're all on that. D, what's your next one? So my next one, I am betting on Nikki's Giants. Uh, right now, Tambe is favored by 11 points. I think it's a way closer game than that. If you remember last year, Monday Night Football, the Giants sh- should have won that game. Daniel Jones missed a lot oh. of throws in that one that were the difference in that one. Yeah. Tampa Bay has not been playing well. That secondary is still banged up. Lost Vita Vea, so that defensive line won't be as good. I think the Giants keep this game close, so I would take the Giants to cover the 11-point spread. I kind of I kind of like that. Yeah, the spread is a little bit big because it's in Tampa this year. It was in New York or, or New Jersey last year, I should say. But, um, yeah, the way that Tampa has been a little bit off and the Giants kind of feel themselves a, a little bit, Nikki. Got to feel good about that. D, you're all in on the Giants. I mean, you got Evan Hayes. Yeah. I mean, we'll see if you pick them. But, I mean, let's, I hope this all works out for you. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like, I'm not going to say I don't believe, but I don't <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Uh, number three for you, Nikki. Uh, what do I have for my number three? Oh, okay. Packers, Green Bay. Uh, yeah. Ever since they lost to the Saints, they've done nothing but cover nine straight games. Oh, like, wow. And they're they eight and one uh, straight up. So I think it's Packers two and a half. Edge yeah. to Aaron Rodgers, I would take that all day. I actually think that line should be a little bit higher. 
All right. And the game's in Minnesota, isn't it? Or no? Oh, where is that game? Uh, let me check. Where... Yeah, it's in Minnesota. That's why it's only two and a half. Otherwise, it probably would be more like seven, maybe, or something like that. Yeah. So that makes sense. Oh, yeah. But that's all Especially with them covering nine straight spreads. That's, that's nine all. straight. That's amazing. Wow. I didn't know that. That that's wow. I gotta check the record books for that to see what it is. Nine straight's incredible. Okay. Um, yo, so we talked about Philly, New Orleans, uh at you know, Philly and New Orleans, obviously, Latin they're playing each other this weekend, uh, as we talked about, and we'll get into the game, we'll get into the picks, but I'm gonna put my <clears throat> excuse me, my three and four together so the saints go to philadelphia to play we're going to see what happens we'll get into the picks but i like philly versus new orleans so over under is 43 i wonder why it's so small because i feel like yes new orleans is a very good defense but i feel like philly will score and i also feel like going to my number four i'm just going to mesh it in together you can run the ball on the eagles so even if it's just mark ingram for the most part he's going to run He's going to get you fantasy points. If you need a flex player this week, you might want to think about him, especially given Kamara's status. So I like this game a lot going over 43 points. And I'm also saying in my number four, just to go along with it, you want to play Saints running backs in this game against Philly because that's what – look, the Saints do it well and Philly does not defend it well. I think three times this year that they've let up the most rushing yards – to a team in this single week. And we've been, now we're going into week 11, which is a lot. I mean, that's a lot. So I'm kind of wrapping it in guys, run the ball on Philly and take the over 43 points. What do you think, Nikki? I think that I'm glad that you wrapped yours in. Cause for some reason I only did three bets this week. So <laughs> okay, <I'll> <laughs> we don't rehearse. That's what happens. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, no. D, I want to ask your opinion, man. I mean, this is your team right here. Yeah, no, I like that um, pick right there as far as the over and also do agree with the running backs. We're going to try to run the ball a lot in this game. Camaro was full participation in practice today, so I Good. think he'll be playing this weekend. Good. I, I need hope him. so because I have him in fantasy. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, right. I got him in, in you know, in the, in the real deal league. Yeah. I, I had to bench him last week and I put in freaking Kenyon Drake. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Jeez. That did nothing for me, but whatever. What are you going to do? All right. So I wrapped mine in. Um, so we're going to, we got um, D. What's your last yeah. one? My last one. Uh, so for my last one, I was looking at the over under for Dallas, Kansas City. It said at 56. Yeah, that's high. It's high. It is. High. But I do think both these teams can score. So I'm going over 56 oh. on this one. Uh, really? A, yeah, I think they combined for 58 points in this one. So okay. give me the over on the 56 for Dallas and Kansas City. Well, we know D's got his score down right there, but we just don't know who he's going to pick yet, but he's going yeah. over. All right. 56 <laughs> is a lot. I don't care who's playing right. in the NFL. Sometimes it just don't – you know, I think about Dallas defense. Can they slow him down? Is Kansas City getting better? Can they slow him down? But then again, you look at these offenses and you're like, Shit, they what if they could score 56 alone, either either one of those teams. So I get it. I get it. I'm with you over there. All right. Well, let's make our picks. That's gonna be one of them. We're gonna get into it, but we gotta do Thursday night football first, obviously. As as third three, excuse me, third three podcast, we always get you ready for Thursday night. All the games coming up. Listen to us. We know what the hell we're talking about. 
Well, for the most, most part. Must say, most days. Yeah. <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> it was a weird week, but usually, you know, <laughs> we get our shit right. So let's see if we can get back on track because in the beginning of the year, guys, like weeks one through five through six, we were killing it. We were like yeah. 12 and three, know. you know, 10 and four. And now all of a sudden, you know, the league just decided to spiral out of like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on right now, but all right, we'll give it a shot. And we have to probably pick some upsets in this. So we'll see where they come. Let's do it. You guys ready? Yes, sir. All right. So let's sure. get it going. Nikki, you've been talking about the Pats a lot. So yeah. they're on the road going to the Falcons. You alluded to it a little bit earlier. What do you got? I have New England 27, Atlanta 23. All right. So we're starting off with the Pats Ooh, over there okay. on the road. Thursday night football. We saw what happened to Baltimore against Miami last week. Could it happen again, D? No. This is not happening again. <laughs> I got the Patriots beating Atlanta, and I got the Patriots winning big. I'm going 30 to 7 Patriots over the Falcons. Click, clack, lock okay. it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, I was going to say, with that score, yeah, you better lock that bad boy in. <laughs> Nick, you didn't lock it, did you? No. Okay. Uh, I'm not locking it either just because of that Thursday night short week. But again, it's Bill Belichick. Give me 24 16. I got the Pats as well, guys. So I'm with you. I am with you. Our next game, it's D's game. We've been talking a lot about this. The Saints go to Philadelphia. D, we're going to save you for last. I'll give my opinion first, and it might surprise you a little bit. The Saints are a better team, and they could have beat Tennessee last week. They're a really good team. I know they're going on the road, but they play well everywhere. And I know that Philly's going to score you know, a little bit. I, I get it, but I think the Saints are just going to score more and they're going to end up edging them out. I got a 27-13. I got the Saints winning this one, day. Okay. What do you got, Nikki? Um, Eagles are 0-4 at home. So, Ooh. still a tough place to play, but yeah, I think Saints right now are the better team. Uh, Saints 24, Philly 20. Okay, so it could be a good game. All right. All right. D, what do you got? It's your boys. I'm along those same lines. I got the Saints winning a close one, uh, 28 to 24. I think it is a good game. Uh, Philadelphia's been able to run the ball lately, but what do the Saints do best? Stop the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they'll have to regress back to being that pass-happy team, and that's why the Saints are going to win this game. Yep, yep. Gonna have to see, uh, Marshawn Lattimore going to cover Devonta Smith. I don't know how great it's going to work out. They're going to have to go to other guys, so we'll see over there. And Dallas Goddard, not healthy for this game. Uh, another reason why I like the Saints, because he's big time for uh, Jalen Hurts. So, all right, there we go. We're all in the Saints. Let's go to uh, the shittiest game of the week, probably, the Dolphins at the Jets. I don't think any of us want to watch that one. But, Nikki, who's going to win? Oh, Miami's going to win, 24, Jets 21. I'm going to lock that one in, because the Jets' struggle bus just keeps on rolling. Okay, okay. That's an interesting lock right there, divisional matchup. But, uh Miami is the better team, but and Joe Flacco was freaking starting for the Jets. So, okay, okay there you go. Yeah, <laughs> might help you out a little bit even more right there. Uh, D, what do you got in this one? Uh, I got Miami twenty to nineteen. I'm scared to lock it though. <laughs> I uh, look. I think it's one of those games where the Jets like show up out of nowhere and like decide to win. I don't think it's going to be any sort of high scoring. I think just think they actually pull it out seventeen fourteen. So I'll take the quote unquote upset and I'll go with the Jets this week. Right. Yeah, I'm going to take them. Dolphins really, I mean, they played a great game, great game plan, but they may have wiped themselves out after that one. We'll (laughs) see. We'll see. Uh, Next game we got is uh, 
Nikki, one you were talking about. Don't bet this game, but Washington and the Panthers in Carolina. D, let's go to you, man. What happens? I am going with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think Cam Newton gets his revenge on Ron Rivera. I think that's an underrated story. Ron Rivera had a chance to get Cam Newton. That's right. Ryan Fitzpatrick and T. Henney over him. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that Cam Newton has something to prove in this one. So I'm going with Carolina. And plus, no Chase Young for Washington. I think that's a big loss. Yeah. So I'm going with Carolina to win this one. I think they covered the spread, but it's not going to be a wild one. I'm going to go 24-17 Carolina. Yeah, I mean, with Chase Young out, uh, look, I know he's only had maybe, I think, one and a half sacks this year, but he still has a tremendous impact in making penetration yeah. on that line. So, yeah, that's definitely going to hurt, and they're going to have to they're going to have to have figure something out. I also like Carolina, but the, the way their defense is playing, I think they hold Washington to like 10 points. I'm going 23-10. I was close to locking it, but – and then, like Nikki said, it's one of those that you really don't want to bet. But I, I really like the Carolina Panthers in this one, Nikki. Who do you think? Uh, yeah, Cam Newton effect. <clears throat> Carolina 23, Washington 20. All right. All right. So, so far, we're all in agreement, except I'm the idiot who took the Jets so far. But let's get to another game, which we talked about. Could be interesting. A playoff rematch from last year as the Colts go to Buffalo to play the Bills. What's going to happen in this game, Nick? Uh, I do, even though I said that I think Indy could cover, I do think Buffalo ends up winning outright. Okay. And I agree with you. Um, I got, excuse me, I got a 23-20. Like I said, it's not going to be Buffalo. I don't think it's going to win by six or seven points or more. It'll be a really close game, probably come down to the last couple of minutes in the fourth quarter. Uh, I like Buffalo also, D. Yeah, like I said earlier, the Colts are sneaky a good team. Yeah, um, but I think Buffalo is a little bit better. I got Buffalo 28-24. Okay, so looking for a good game over there. All right, so we're all on Buffalo to try to keep their ride going a little bit, and they are at home this week. Could help them as the Colts are a dome team. We'll see what happens. All right, um, maybe another ugly game over here, but we got Baker Mayfield for D. Lions at Browns. Okay, maybe not a game that everybody wants to watch. The Lions, they got a tie, so I guess you can say that they're not completely defeated. I don't know. It's still garbage, <laughs> but whatever. I think they get defeated again. I like the Browns, like you said. I think they went pretty big running the ball. Whether Nick Chubb comes back or it's Ernest Johnson, and I see the defense stepping up because Jared Goff probably ain't going to play in this game. I don't even know if that matters. They probably even want him to. But uh, I got to score 27-13 uh, Cleveland Browns, D. Yeah, I'm going with Cleveland big in this one. Like I said, I think the pattern continues. Anytime they play good the next week, they get blown out. So I'm going Cleveland 30, Detroit 7. Clink, mm. clink. Lock oh, it okay. <laughs> He's got his second lock in right there. All right. All right. Making the move. Mickey, what do you say? Um, I say Cleveland 30, Detroit. I don't think it matters. <laughs> Team, I mean, okay. Yeah, like something teen or one. They'll be the first team to score one point in a game. That'll probably happen. Only the one. <laughs> Jesus Christmas. Okay. Uh, now we're going to like that, right? <laughs> a kick a half a field goal or some shit like that. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, all right. So my game here and Nikki's game we're saving for last because that's Monday Night Football. The 49ers at the Jaguars. 49ers coming off a huge win. The Jaguars normally suck unless they're playing a divisional opponent. They can get in there a little bit. But I'm not going to lie, guys. Um, I'll go last on this one. It does worry me. The 49ers got to go across country. Yeah, it's Jacksonville, not a great team, obviously. But 
Is it a trap game for a team who is now four and five trying to get this shit back together, D, who look like the Super Bowl team that you predicted? What do you think? It's definitely a trap game, but I don't think they fall in the trap. Uh, I got San Francisco winning, but it is closer than people think. I'm going San Francisco 24, Jacksonville 17. Jacksonville's been playing close games lately. They've been trying to find, shows a little pride there. They were all actually on a game-winning drive when Trevor Lawrence fumbled against the Coast last week. Yep. So I think that they have a legit shot of keeping it close, but San Francisco wins. Okay. All right. I like it. Nikki, what do you think? Yeah, I think Jacksonville like could steal this game. I don't think they will. I have San Fran 20, Jacksonville 17, and I'm going to lock in the 49ers. All right. That's my girl right there. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Way to go. That's what I'm saying. Same. Lock that bad boy in. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm also with the 49ers because I believe that they will take their game plan, move it to Jacksonville, and even throw the ball a little bit around more, get Kittle involved, obviously, as he did on Monday night. Brandon Ayuk a little bit more, try to open it up. I think they win this game 30-17, but, again, I'm afraid to lock it. I think they will score enough and beat them. Um, but, yeah, I, I I just can't lock it because I just don't know. You know, just going across country, maybe they don't have it. I don't know. But, uh, still, I'm going with San Francisco. Going with Frisco. All right, our next game, Texans at Titans. Titans been on a roll, kicking ass. I think they continue to kick ass. 26-11, to 11, a weird score. That will be my first lock, Nikki. Okay. I have Tennessee 27, Houston 17, and that is my third lock. Okay. All right. So she's got her three locks in. I only got one so far. D, you got two. What are you doing now? Yes, this will be my third lock as well. I'm going Tennessee 27, Houston 13. 27, 13. Yep. That'll work out. Uh, Yeah, I think that they're going to put a whooping on them. They should, but... You never know. Divisional game. I don't know what can happen. You never know. It's one of those craziest things. That could be maybe the upset of the week, but God forbid. Let's see. Titans are still my Super Bowl team. Still rolling with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Big game. Awesome game. Should be great. Usually entertaining. Packers go to Minnesota. We talked about it a little bit earlier. I think this game's going to be tough. Um, you know, the Green Bay, they definitely got a tough defense, but we know that Minnesota could put up points, Damian. Yeah, Minnesota can put up points, but I don't think they put up many points against Green Bay this week. I'm going Green Bay 24, Minnesota 14. Okay, 24-14. Did you say 24-14? Yes, sir. Okay, 24-14. All right, so they went by 10. That looks like a comfortable win. Nikki, what do you think? Yeah, I have Green Bay winning by 10 as well. I have Green Bay 26, Minnesota 16. All right. Minnesota's in for not the greatest day. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. I, I've had a hard time at this game because you know how much I love the Packers. And again, I like Tennessee. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl and it's looking nice right now, but anything can happen and anything can happen in this game. Again, another divisional game. I think the Vikings are really pissed off that Green Bay has gotten the better of them, especially over the past couple of seasons before Anthony Barr knocked out Aaron Rodgers for the entire year. I think Minnesota takes it, guys. I think they actually win this one by a field goal, 29-26. So I'm going with the upset, the home team, Minnesota. Mm. Got to do it. Got to do it. Weird shit happens every week in the NFL, guys. So this might be one of the weird ones. We'll see. Maybe this next game will get weird. Ravens, who are pissed the fuck off, are going to the Bears, who are looking a little bit better, but still not quite there yet. So let me take the first the first one on this, guys. I like the Ravens a lot. To go on the road, they're pissed. Harbaugh's going to have them coached up. Lamar Jackson's going to do his thing. I think the defense shows up a little bit more because – 
Justin Fields in that passing game, a little shaky. He likes to throw it to Mooney and Komet, but I think they'll have him covered. Marlon Humphrey a little bit. This is my second lock. I like the Ravens 29-19 over the Bears, Nikki. Yeah, I have the Ravens 27, Chicago 21. Like you said, sorry, Chicago, you're getting a pissed off Ravens team. Yeah. That's not fun to play. (laughs) No, that's not going to be fun to play. That's what I think happens, man. D, I think they come back with a vengeance this week. I don't know. Do you agree? Yeah, I do agree that they'll be pissed. Uh, This is a weakness on weakness matchup. You have the 32nd ranked passing defense in Baltimore going against the 32nd ranked passing offense in Chicago. Um, So I guess it's going to be who can kind of get out of the mud there in that one. But yeah. I'm going to go with Baltimore to shut down Chicago. So I'm going to go Baltimore. I went Baltimore 21, Chicago 16. Okay. All right. So it might be a little close game at the end if Chicago could manage to scrounge a couple of points together. Maybe they'll get to Cole Komet, give me some freaky fantasy football draft points over there. That'd be nice. I'll take it. All right. So all right in Baltimore to come back this week after a shitty loss against Miami. Our next game, the one I told you not to bet, I will not bet this game this week. I ain't going anywhere near Bengals and Raiders, but because the Raiders are fugazi, they're going to go to 500 now, and the Bengals will beat them by 1.3130. I got the Bengals. Who do you got, Ding? Yeah, I think the Bengals get back on track this week. Uh, I think they needed that bye week to just reevaluate some things. So I'm going with the Bengals 28, Raiders 21. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. Again, Nikki, I ain't touching this game, but I'm taking Cincy like D. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm taking Cincy. Uh, Bengals 23, uh, Raiders 20. Okay. All right. Could be a close one. The Raiders could hang in there a little bit, but they're fugazi. Like I told you, I'll be riding that shit all freaking year. Forget about it. All right. Cardinals at Seahawks. Kyler Murray probably shouldn't be playing. Neither should freaking Russell Wilson, all right? So they should just play all the backups in this game. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. It can go either way. It's in Seattle. Yes, Arizona plays in the Dome, but they've been good on the road this year. Could be some cold, shitty weather, D. What's going to happen? Oh. Tough game. Let me get that matchup one more time. Uh, uh, We got the Cardinals at Seahawks. I'm going to go... This one's so tough because we don't know who's playing for the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm going to go Cardinals 21, Seahawks 17. All right. Close game. But Arizona taking it on the road as far as my man Damien says. Nikki, do you agree or are you going with the home team? I'm going to go with the home team just because okay. I'm not sure what is going to go on in Arizona. So, mm. Seattle 23, Arizona 20. Yeah, Arizona losing two out of their last three. Again, granted, Kyler Murray uh, had got hurt, hasn't been there. I don't know how the fuck they beat the 49ers, but that's another story altogether a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, I think that um, maybe Seattle can put up if – they, if they can put up at least 17, 20 points in this game, I, I think that I think they can win. And I don't think the Cardinals are going to score much. But, uh, D, you're the lone ranger on this one, so we'll see if you're right, man. That could be – the factor who takes week 11 and who wins. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. The big one we were talking about, guys, the Dallas Cowboys, the freaking Dallas Cowboys, right, Nikki? They go to Kansas City to play the Chiefs who think they're hot right now. They beat the Fugazi Raiders. I just love saying that. Okay. Anyway, so it's in Kansas City. Nikki, big-ass game. What do we got? Um, since I really don't know what to do here, I'm just deferring to the home team. And for the record, if it wasn't Dallas, I would take the Cowboys. But it's Bullshit. 
I will take Kansas City 28, Dallas 21. I would take the cow. I, I have picked the Cowboys almost every single week. I'm just going to edge to the home team on this one. Okay. Whatever you say. Okay. Check my, <laughs> check my picks, record keeper. <laughs> I am the record True, I am. All right, I, I, do fucking, I got notebooks all over the place of what you guys said and what I said. Now is everything ridiculous. on a nice, like, in one spot. See, you need this everything in one spot. <laughs> I love it. All right, so she's going with the home team, Kansas City, to beat the Dallas Cowboys. It's definitely going to be a tough game, D. What do you think? I'm going with Dallas to win a close one. I gave away my point total earlier, so I'm going Dallas 30, Kansas City 28. All right, man. Look, bro, I am with you, and I love that over. I shouldn't say I love the over, but I think it's going over because I think a lot of points are going to be scored. Yes, Dallas defense, very good, but – Kansas City at home, I know they can pull some stuff off with Tyree Kill, getting Kelsey back into it. We'll see if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire does get back in the mix, but Williams is doing a really good job. However, I like the Cowboys. I'm with the Cowboys. I think they're a more complete team on defense, on offense. They can run. They can throw. They got their game plan down. They know what's up. They know what's going on. Give me them 34-27. I'm taking the away team. I am taking Dallas. I am with you, D, all the way on that one. So, Nikki, you are the Lone Ranger in this game over here. Yeah, that's fine. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. All right, we got two more. We got Sunday night and and, uh, Monday night football. Let's go to Sunday night football. The Steelers, don't think Big Ben is going to be there. They're going to play the Chargers. And I got to tell you, I think the Chargers need this win so bad. It's one of those games that they're looking at, like, all right, we got a tough defense coming in. Let's put our game plan together. Maybe run the ball a little bit more, open up play action pass, stuff like that, get it going. Yeah, I like the Chargers on Sunday Night Football at home. It will be close given the Steelers' defense 24-21, but I got L.A., Nikki. I do too. Chargers 26, Steelers 22. Okay, 26-22. I like that weird score. What do you got, D? Um, I think Big Ben may be able to play. I know he is vaccinated, so it's an easier road back for him um, to get back on the field. But even if he does play, I got the Chargers winning this one. I agree with you guys. They is a must win. They got to get their act together. And I still don't trust the Steelers. They've been winning. I just don't know how. <laughs> I just don't, don't trust them. So I'm going with the Chargers in this one. I think I put 24-21. Freaking Mike Tomlin, man. Unbelievable. He's, yeah. he's the reason why they have not been under 500. They probably won't be this year. Somehow they'll end up with, you know, like, I don't know, what are they, like eight, eight and one or some shit like that. Oh, you yeah, know, like, yeah. I've already forgot about the tie. So, yeah, yep. <laughs> Amazing. All right, so we all got the Chargers to make a comeback over here. They need it badly. They they, they really got to show up on offense and defense, and they got to stop the run game, and that might be the only thing that can hurt them is Najee Harris if that offensive line for Pittsburgh holds up. We'll see. I'm very interested in this Sunday night football game. As I am with the Monday night football game, Nikki's team, we will save you for last, my darling, the Giants. Go to the Bucks. Damien, you talked about it last time. They gave him a hard time last uh, year on Monday Night Football. Again, it was uh, in slash New York, New Jersey. They go to Tampa this time. I don't know. Tampa's defense, the Giants can throw the ball. If they have wide receivers healthy, what happens here? I think Daniel Jones is a better quarterback now than he was last year. Um, So I think this game is close. And the Giants – fall just short i got oh, Tampa Bay. <laughs> you had Tampa Bay. me man oh you had me good that was uh, good Tampa Bay wins 21 to 17 that that was that was good you really had me right there. <laughs> that, that was, your delivery is fucking excellent i love it i love it 
Uh, if you have not noticed, I have not locked in my third team yet. I have to lock in Tampa Bay coming off that horrible win from Washington. I know the Giants are playing better, but this game, again, in Tampa Bay, they're not completely healthy, I understand. But watch out for Leonard Fournette in this game. I think he's going to have a really big one. And now I'm kind of pissed off I didn't pick him in freaky fantasy football draft. But, Nikki, I got the Bucks also, and I'm locking him in. I'm sorry, but that's what I'm doing. What do you think happens? Got to do what you got to do. Um, yeah, get right game for Tampa Bay on tap Monday night. Be there yeah. or watch below deck instead if it's a shit show. Uh, 34 Giants 18. 34, yeah. Yeah, I, I can all see that. The Bucks, they, they have to get right. After that Washington game, they got a lot of stuff to figure out. You know Tom Brady's going to be on everyone's ass in freaking practice this weekend. There is no yeah. doubt about it. No doubt. But we can tell they're missing Antonio Brown. They really are. They're missing him yeah. a lot. I mean, he was putting up big numbers every game he was in there. And they almost, like, forgot about him because, you know, you got Evans and Godwin and then Gronkowski comes in. Now, Antonio Brown is a major part of that offense. They need him back. They really do if they yeah, want to make he's it. He's Brady's ball. favorite receiver for sure. He is. Yeah. And, yeah, and you can see that. And Brady, at this age, I think needs his full complement of weapons to be successful. I, I agree. I agree. Otherwise, he's going to be running the ball 30, 35 times a game. That's what's going to happen, you know. And I haven't seen Ronald Jones get in there for a while, so it's pretty yeah, much all Leonard. He's been in the doghouse pretty much all year. Yeah, really? man. He, he's got to hold on to the ball. You got yeah. all on the ball. Otherwise, we ain't going to play. Bruce Arians don't take shit. He's like Belichick in that way. You fuck up once, your ass is on the bench. That's it. You're done. <laughs> Bruce Arians, like last year, we were on him tough. And I see yeah. why. When they lose, he's the asshole. Oh, he's <laughs> the <laughs> Like, I was like, okay, now I remember why we were so tough on Bruce Arians. Yeah. I see yeah. it now. <laughs> yeah. Man, he, oh, man, he is like the grumpy old man, like sitting on the yeah. stoop that you just pass by. You look at him for a second. Like, well, that guy's a real fucking asshole. <laughs> on my lawn. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Bruce Darians. We apologize. Well, maybe we really don't. You know, act right. You know, you're a freaking grown up. You don't have to say, oh, we're dumb. We're a dumb team. No, you're not. You're an idiot. You're the coach. All right. So get your yeah. shit together. Damn. All right. So I went Lone Ranger on the Jets. Nikki, you went Lone Ranger on. Oh, my God. Where's the game? I can't find Seattle. it. Seattle. Oh, no, no. I was with you on Seattle, oh, actually. I went Lone Ranger somewhere. Kansas you City. You locked in oh, Miami, yeah. yes. You went Lone Ranger, Kansas City. D, you went Lone Ranger, Arizona. If Kyler Murray comes back, that might look a little bit better. We all got L.A., uh, the Chargers. Um, yeah, I think Dallas-Kansas City game, I can't wait to watch. I really can't wait to watch that game. But, uh, Nikki, I'll definitely be rooting for you with the Giants. I hope I'm wrong. Damian, I got your Saints winning this week against the Eagles, and I got my Niners winning against the Jaguars, even though it scares the shit out of me. But football is on. Week 11, starting tomorrow night. Patriots and Falcons. Here we freaking go. So week 11, we're getting you ready for it. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. But before that, we're going around the table. Let everybody know where we're at, what to watch, and what is happening. Nikki, tell them what the deal is, girl. Deal is. Find me on Twitter at NikkiNick9384. Again, Monday nights, we got Below Deck. Tuesday nights, we got Vanderpump Rules. Wednesday, December 1st, Real Housewives Orange County's back. Thursdays, we got Project Runway. And if you have Peacock, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, I will be live tweeting that. I'm going to catch up on that. First three episodes are streaming. It's exhausting, but somebody's (laughs) got to do it. Somebody's got to tweet about Housewives. 
Nikki, I, look, I was talking about that group chat before. You start putting that stuff on Twitter, forget about it. You ain't, you're going to get comments. Never I, I get in like some crazy threads and then people start fighting in the threads. I'm like, oh, I just said one day. Like, I have nothing to do with this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, got to give a shout out to Pops right there. San Fran smokes them. Yeah, baby. Yeah, they do. I love <laughs> yeah, Pops, no doubt. I'm with you all the way. D, doing big things all over the place as always, man. Tell them what's up. Yes, yeah, so you can find me on all social media platforms at the Real Deal W D A. That's the Real Deal W as in whiskey, D as in Delta, A as in Alpha. Uh, my podcast is called The Real Deal with Damian Adams. It's been revamped three episodes a week now Woo! from The Real Deal with Damian Woo! Adams. One boxing episode, one NFL episode, one NBA episode. Uh, so go ahead and subscribe and get all that content in your life constantly coming at you. And I will be a guest on Beyond the Headlines with Renee P. Washington tomorrow. Awesome. Yeah, go ahead and subscribe to that and check it out. You can check it out live or check it out afterwards. Um, She's really dope. She's one of the, like, just killing it as far as what she does, everything she does. So I'm happy to be a guest on that show tomorrow night, I believe, at 8.30 Eastern time uh, on her channel. So go ahead and check that out. And follow me, man. Follow me. You'll get all the good stuff as far as basketball, boxing, and football, all right? No doubt. You most certainly will. And check out them articles at 3rd and 3 Podcasts. More more coming. 3rd and 3 Podcasts.com. Yeah. It is happening. D, you're doing your thing. I love it. And, yeah, that should be a great show because Renee's fantastic, man. I mean, you, it's it's going to be – that'll be great. So I'll, I'll be tuning into that, no doubt about it. She is amazing. She does her stuff, no question. Anyway, I am – Sometimes a sports prophet, but always Jason Fearman. I, at least I could say that. That's me. You find me on Twitter at Sports Prophet One. You want to chat it up a little bit? I'll try to get into it when I got the time. I'm working a lot, but it's all good. I love my sports. I love you guys. Love talking about this stuff. The show, therapy for me every Wednesday night. God bless you, my brother and sister. I appreciate it so much. Hey, man, thank you for having us. Yeah. Uh, we you know, started this as just one episode thing, and now we're here a year later. So it's it's been great, man. I can't wait to just see where this goes. No started doubt, man. from the bottom, now we're here. Yep. Positive <laughs> the the drink. Drink, baby. Oh, no, you can't queue up the drink because Facebook won't let us. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for you guys. Before yeah. they discovered Mount Everest, what was the highest mountain in the Mount Everest? The highest mountain in the world. But before they discovered uh, Mount Everest, what was the highest mountain in the world? Do you know? Uh, Mount Kilimanjaro. What do you think, Nick? Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, try to use your brain a little bit. Even though they haven't discovered it, Mount Everest was still the tallest mountain in the entire world. Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> If a, okay. if a tree falls down the forest, did it really? Did it <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. There you go. There's the analogy. That's what's up. All right. I had to give a, I had to give a little knowledge with Fearman over here for a second. So. <laughs> but anyway, great show, guys. Love you all. Hope you everybody enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, listen to what we said. Make some money this weekend. Thanks, we'll see Mom. You next time. Bye.